Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jonathan Taylor has left Colts camp personal, but he is not there. More of a reason to avoid Jonathan Taylor in 2023. This guy has got to be one of the biggest avoids in all of 2023. I don't care if he's sitting there at 3.1. I can find a player at 3.1 that I like better than Jonathan Taylor. I don't care if it sounds good. Third drafted player, Jonathan Taylor. He once was the number one overall pick. He's not the number one overall pick right now. And probably will never return to that form. He's in a, a, a bad situation on top of a whole bunch of other moving parts, bad moving parts, bad red flags. We'll talk about JT. We'll talk about Devontae Adams, an Amon Ra St. Brown injury update, Miles Sanders injury update, Brees Hall, Addison, uh, Mitchell. We're doing it live. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So JT has left camp for personal reasons. I'll, I'll read this off to you here. This report from NBC Sports says Colts announced that Jonathan Taylor has left camp for personal reasons and his absence is excused. It's excused, but... At, at this point, it's like, what more can a can a fantasy football or prospective fantasy football owner take in terms of Jonathan Taylor news? Because he's got potentially two injuries. He says he's not injured via the back, but we know that that's probably not true to at least a, to a, to a, to, a, some, to some degree. He's also got the injured ankle, which hampered him all year last year, and he's literally had months and months and months to recover from that. And now Jonathan Taylor is still struggling with that. He's limping around. He's clearly hobbled. And he's completely unhappy. He doesn't want to be in Indianapolis. He wants a new contract. And he doesn't necessarily want a new contract because he wants to stay in Indy. Just like Jacobs doesn't want to be in in Las Vegas. But running backs have a short window of time. You either get paid somewhere big where you're happy or you get paid somewhere big where you're not happy and you're willing to take that that hit because your your shelf life is is so short. JT doesn't want to be in Indianapolis. He doesn't feel wanted in Indianapolis, but if they offered him a big fat extension, he would take it because that is his one window, his one opportunity. So don't confuse him maybe wanting a deal still as anything, but I got to get the bag. I got to get the bag. If he goes out there and has a, a bad season or gets injured and, and, and tries to potentially get this kick-started in 2024, he ain't getting anything in 2024. He's not. Look at the running back market in general. Look at how you're going to get under 10 mil a year if you're an RB, especially if you're an RB that can't stay healthy. And, and you got the case of Jacobs. I mean, Jacobs goes out there and gets injured. He's not going to get what he wants either at the end of the rainbow. So they're in a they're in a pickle. Both these guys got to come in and ball out and bet on themselves because 
if they don't, if they hold out or they don't show up or they hold in or they get banged up, you know, banged up and not return to the field, no one's going to see what they need to see. The eyeball test to pay the RB, which nobody's paying anyway. You, you got to come with the thunder before you can go to a team and say, hey, you know, pay me big money. I don't know what delusional world maybe Jacobs and, and JT might be in that they can not have a baller season and, and, and at the end of all of this have a team that's willing to pay them because barely a team will be even willing to pay them a lot less, substantially less than they want if they even pay them at all. You know, one-year, two-year deal, that's the way the NFL is right now. I want to I want to clarify that we are breaching a new territory of RB, a morphed and evolved running back position in Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson and Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, who I believe will catch more passes this year, and Etienne, who I believe will catch more passes this year, and, and a bunch of other running backs, of course. But the changing of the guard, as you heard on this channel, that's the phrase we use, changing of the guard has happened at quarterback already. The changing of the guard is uh, is happening as we speak at the wide receiver and at the running back position and soon to be tight end position as Kincaid climbs up the ladder and becomes the number one tight end potentially in fantasy football 2024 and beyond. We'll see what he does in 2023. You know, we know what what time it is with Dalton Kincaid. The rest of the world doesn't yet know that they're going to get Kincaided. We know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. We know what time it is. It's Dalton Kincaid's season. So buckle up. It's going to be a long year if you don't see this guy coming from a mile away. Because we've been trying to tell you. We've been trying to tell you he's coming. He's coming for fantasy football. Uh, tight end doubters everywhere. And he's going to drop massive loads all over the field in 2023. And every single one of you Kincaid doubters out there are going to come crawling back. And we're going to tell you to take a As for JT, complete avoid. Smitty? But he's so good, Smitty. You're telling me. And I get this question a lot. Hey, Smitty, you're telling me if I if I came to you tomorrow and said he returned, he's 100% from the ankle, you don't like Jonathan Taylor, Smitty? No, I don't, Bob. The reason I don't like JT is all of the red flags piling up like a big load of laundry that needs to be tossed in a, in a washer that's broken. There's no way to even wash the red flags at this point. You can't make them clean. This guy's got a vulturing situation, um, a, a, an offense that's changing and sculpting around the quarterback right now, and he's going to vulture touchdowns. He's not there learning the system and the changes and everything that's going on in this system right now. He's not there experiencing what he needs to experience, meshing with the team. Look at Debo Samuel's holdout and how, how off he was all year long. JT is going to be off. He's going to start off not in tune. 
even if he was healthy, even if he was on the field, uh, uh, you know, 80-90% of the snaps, we don't even know what the team is looking at in terms of workload divide there in Indianapolis. So then you have the potential injury concern because he's still hampered from the ankle that kept him out all uh, pretty much majority of the season, and he's had so much time to recover from that. Something else is going on. If if, if a player is literally struggling with an ankle injury, months and months and months. We're talking, you're talking like six months. This guy's been dealing with the six, seven months. He's been dealing with the after effects of the ankle injury that took out his season. Why on earth would anybody believe his ankle will hold up in 2023? It's beyond me. Then we've got the back issue, which may or may not be as bad as the Colts have made it out to be. But he said, JT, that there was no back issue. There was no back issue. I haven't reported a back issue. And then what happened? It was Rappaport or or Schefter that found a report and said, just to clarify, here is an issue where he was listed with a back injury. And it was in it was it was reported. He's clearly got a back issue. You see him walking around like this. He's walking around like this at practice, you know, almost like he's he's doing the pregnant waddle and, and he's sitting around there, unable to move around. Look, I understand look at this man, top five running back, top five running back. If anybody missed yesterday's show, we sent Tony Pollard to Mars. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. He is now Marsman. Extraordinaire. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. And we're going to add JT to the Marsman list. Just kidding. Sorry, that was mean. That was uncalled for. <laughs> there, were, there really was no need for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, JT. JT. <laughs> JT's a no-go. JT, JT, if you're watching, and I don't think you are, because you're at, you're not even at camp. Football's not even on your mind. You football's so far away from your mind right now. There's no way you'd watch my show, let alone anybody's show. So JT, this one's for you. You are, no offense, a complete avoid right now. I get what he's going through. I get what RBs are going through. I do really realize. The, the impact and the, the 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 sadness these guys go through on a daily basis watching these quarterbacks land monster contracts, watching DeAndre Hopkins land big money, watching other players at different positions land big, huge deals. Tight ends are getting paid way more than RBs. Kickers and running backs are on the save the same level in terms of pay tier. And that might change, and kickers could go above them two, three, four million dollars more than running backs. Who the hell knows? But as I said earlier, we're we're sitting at a point in time at, at a tipping point, at a at a potential evolution of the running back position, turning from RB into W. Not into WR, into just straight one letter, one character, W for weapon. And, and Jameer Gibbs going in the top 12, and you've got Bijan Robinson going in the top 10. Some call him Bijan. Bijan, Bijane, Bijer. There's a whole lot of different different people pronouncing <laughs> Bijan. Take away their Bijan card. You can't say Bijan's name right. Your Bijan card has been revoked. You talk about Bijan in a positive light, act like you, you know, you know, this is your guy. 
and you can't say his name. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Everybody that you know, everybody you've ever spoken to, I'm taking away their Bijan card too, if you cannot pronounce his name properly. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, changing the dynamic of the running back role and position and what teams are going to look for and how they're going to draft for it, how players are going to prepare to become RBs, and that will take a little bit of time to evolve the evolution trickling down to high school levels and college levels, but it's already kind of there, and this has been in the making for a while. The smaller player was discarded 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Even wide receivers that were the size of Tank Dell would have never been given a, a starter shot. Would never have been given a starter shot. Not anymore. Not anymore. Rule changes allowing wide receivers not to get manhandled after they after they get downfield. The the rule changes allowing guys like Tank Dell to become Antonio Browns, not manhandled players. Hey Smitty, um, you're really high on Devontae Smith. And I don't know if a lot of you remember I said he'd be a top five wide receiver. Now, granted, I don't know that right now I even put him in my top five. He's more like Eight to ten. Okay, so I'm backing off my own original when he was a rookie, when he hadn't taken a snap yet. I was very bullish on him, but I believe he did pretty much earn very close to that value in all of our minds. He was close to being a top five wide receiver. And if AJ Brown went down, a receiver I love, he comes on the show once in off season, whether it's on IG Live or actually I go on his Instagram to be fair, and and, and talk to him. And I haven't this offseason. I don't know that I am going to get him on or me go on his live. But I love A.J. Brown. I want everybody to understand that. A.J. Brown is an absolute monster. And he's the most efficient wide receiver in the National Football League. Because he gets 1,400 yards off of uh, 80 receptions. <laughs> like, that's unreal. And he's a, he's a beast. He's an absolute gem. He's glory. He's, he's everything we want in a wide receiver. Dominant. Fast. Good hands. Physical. Touchdown, uh, you know, capable. 12 plus, 14 plus touchdown capable. Capable of more receptions, but he's one of the most efficient players in the National Football League at the wide receiver position. But what he is, though, is an injury risk. And I'm not saying to avoid him. I'm just saying that if Devontae Smith is the lone number one wide receiver in that Philly offense for a string of games anytime in the next, you know, two, three, four seasons... And A.J. Brown will slow down with the knee injuries because the knee issues cutting away at meniscus, knee issues in general, they don't typically get better. They only get worse. So in Dynasty, I'd rather have Devontae Smith than A.J. Brown. And that might not set well with a lot of people, especially A.J., if he's if he's watching. A.J., you're my boy. Put your earmuffs on for a minute. I, I do believe he's going to be dominant for a handful of years. My point is Devontae Smith, and I'm going such a sidetrack. Devontae Smith is top. Five to eight wide receiver capable if he's the lone starter, which is not a hard thing to imagine with A.J. Brown constantly needing cleanup issues and surgeries with his knees. And you hear these things after the fact, like A.J. Brown had knee surgery. When? (laughs) When? Breaking news two months ago, A.J. Brown had a cleanup knee surgery. And you're like, what? What? What are we talking about here? When did this happen? Breaking news. Breaking news. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk. Breaking news. Several months ago, something happened. But it sounds okay. We've heard that before. 
You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, this is our slogan that we started talking about uh, a few days ago. It seems to be catching. It's not going away, I don't think. I think it's only going to catch on. We built this smitty. We built this smitty on rock and roll. Thank you, Stanton. I appreciate you dropping that. It's definitely not going away. That's not going away. <laughs> it's not. Um, Ty Lee in the building. Ty Lee, do you got any film on uh, on JT? Ty Lee is the guy, if anybody forgets, that came into our live stream and said, Smitty, I have news on Joe Burrow. And we said, wait, 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 what do you mean? He goes, there's film on him that could take him down. And if 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 coaches and opposing defenses get footage of this, this Joe Burrow film that I have, he's going to be done. He's cooked. Every defense will know what to do moving forward. If this gets out, Joe Burrow's done. And we said, Ty, is this like off-the-field footage? No, this is just my high school coach figured out Joe Burrow by watching film, and he's waiting on releasing it for the right price. So, Ty Lee, if Ty Lee doesn't like one of your players, and he says he's got film on him, you better just run for the hills, because Ty Lee is coming for blood. And he's been waiting and waiting to release this Joe Burrow footage. Joe Burrow reportedly is petrified that Ty Lee's high school coach might figure him out and let everyone know how to shut him down. <laughs> and Ty's serious. Ty's very serious. Trevor Lawrence needs to be a moon man. I can't put this uh, info out there, but Smitty's sleeping on Trevor Lawrence. Hey, Ty. Ty. What in the hell are you talking about now? Trevor Lawrence needs to be a moon man? Where have you been? What are you doing with your life, Ty Lee? Let me show you the Moon Man list for a second. The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. What in the hell does this guy look like he's doing at the bottom of the Moon Man list? Space Pay space. attention, Ty. Pay attention, Ty. And while you're at it, take a lap. Okay, enough of this guy. Ty, you, you've wasted like three minutes of the show. Okay. B- back on back on point. You're sleeping on Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah? That's why I spent seven hours making two different animations while my family's waiting on me for dinner one night and I just sat here working away on my Trevor Lawrence game? A lion lives among us, posing as half-man, half-lawman. His golden mane is reportedly six feet long and is bathed in milk. That's right. His marvelous mane grows longer with each breath he takes. Legend has it that if you say T-Law in the dark in the bathroom three times, you lose your league instantly. Conspiracy fanatics have linked his triangle bone structure to the ancient pyramids and alien theory. Imagine coming into someone's live stream and telling them that they're sleeping on a player that you're plugging constantly and putting and ignoring your family and making seven hours worth of animations so you can keep hitting buttons over and over and over. Imagine coming into someone's live stream. How disrespectful it is to come into someone's live stream and, and, and somebody said that in here, which is absolutely true. Disrespectful not knowing the damn Moon Man list. What is wrong with you, Ty Lee? What is wrong with you? I'm taking away your Bijan card just for being completely unaware. Unaware Unger. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Back on track. 
Devontae Smith, which was a sidetrack of a sidetrack of a sidetrack. I don't know how the hell I'm going to get back on point because I'm literally like seven sidetracks and degrees of separation away from where I was going. I think I was just going to say something along the lines of Devontae Smith. I love him. He's a top five wide receiver. If, let's say, A.J. Brown goes down, knock on wood, we love A.J. Brown. No one's saying bad things about A.J. Brown. But the point is, you can't, where was I? Manhandling wide receivers, you can't do that in the NFL anymore because the rule changes, and he was supposed to be manhandled. That's where I was going with this. Smitty, uh, his rookie year, he could be a top five wide receiver, which, again, I missed by, like, two drafts, two, two slots, two wide receiver slots. He's about seven or eight, okay? He's about seven or eight, and I was about a year late because it took a little longer. But I said, top five wide receiver in the making, Smitty, you're an idiot. And after year one, you know what people did in that, that story post on my, on my, or that uh, inst- uh, YouTube reel or, or short is this aged well, this aged well, Smitty. Wow. One year into his, his career, this aged well, he did blossom late, a little later than I would like, but he's there. And guess what? He can't be manhandled. He can't be manhandled. I think I got on that tangent because I was trying to say that running backs are changing. Look, it's I'm, it's coming back to me. Running backs are changing, and Jameer Gibbs and Bijan and smaller running backs in the future that are like Jameer Gibbs, 205 pounds, 200, 200 pounds even, if you you know drench him in water, th- that's that's fine. You can be 200 pounds. You can be 5 foot 10, 200 pounds, 6 foot, 199 pounds. You can be that kind of running back and you can thrive in the NFL because the running back is changing. And why did I go on that tangent? I think it was, I was trying to say that running backs aren't getting paid. And yes, there we go. We're back. We're back. Tylee almost derailed the show, but not on my watch, Tylee. I'm back, baby. What I was trying to say is uh, Jonathan Taylor is, is looking at a bleak market. And it's not going to necessarily reset for him. It's not going to reset in time for Jacobs. It's not going to reset in time for a lot of the older dogs. But for Gibbs and Bijan and Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne and other RBs that are younger, they may essentially see the weaponry uh, type of running back player out there, the weapon, the monster, the, the Swiss army knife that actually is is pliable in an offense to an extreme degree, not just a, a, a partial type of player that can be on the field, off the field. you got to keep him healthy so you can only use him sparingly, like Cordell Stewart. No, this is actually a workhorse. Alvin Kamara is kind of the blueprint of this type of running back, right? Alvin Kamara is too small. What did I say about Alvin Kamara? And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. If you're new, I thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire was going to be a top five running back. Okay? It, it is what it is. You 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 miss some, you land some. I Again, not all pats on the back. Okay? So, humble moment right there. But a lot of us like Clyde, by the way. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire was similar. He was smaller. He was not the usual running back. And people ran away from that. And that didn't scare me away from liking the next running back. That didn't scare me away from calling Najee Harris his rookie year, which he was a top 10 overall player. And drafting him at 10, 11, 12 was, was scoffed at. You were, a, you, were, you were an alien if you were drafting him that high. We did it. We won leagues. He was amazing his rookie year. It didn't, it didn't shy me away from going Bijan number one overall running back probably from like March on. You know, or actually when he landed in his, dra- his his draft slot, or I'm sorry, with his team 
Atlanta Falcons, he probably then vaulted it to my number one overall running back slot. slot. I want to say he was one, two, he was top five or six overall all offseason. Once he, he once he was handed the Atlanta Falcon landing spot, that's when I jumped in and said, he's number one. He's he's RB number one over Christian McCaffrey, which which still shocks a lot of people. But but my whole point is Kamara back in the day when he came onto the scene, your boy said top one to five running back. He wasn't even the starter. He landed in a cloudy situation in New Orleans. And, and I'm sitting here saying he's a top five running back. Ridiculed to the moon. I don't care. I get ridiculed all the time. It's fine. It's par for the course. We're not cookie cutter here. We're absolute machines and monsters here that do fantasy football part-time. We're monsters full-time. And that's how we roll. And so your boy came out and said, Camara, top one to five running back. Yeah. That's what we're doing, buddies. And he eventually became one. I'm not scared of the profile. I'm not scared of the, the smaller stature. He proved he could handle the workload. He's proven that his body type is fine for a hybrid role, which a hybrid role can be a workhorse. I can't stand when people tell me that Travis uh, or uh, um, uh, Derek Henry's a workhorse and Alvin Kamara's not. They're both workhorses. They're getting their volume differently, but they're both getting massive volume. Kamara's a workhorse. You can call him a hybrid workhorse if you can't wrap your head around what I'm saying. And so Jameer Gibbs, even Bijan, who's built more like a traditional workhorse, will be evolved and turned into a Jameer Gibbs type player. Bijan will be half or 40% wide receiver and 60% running back. Jameer Gibbs might be the inverse of that. He might be 60% wide receiver, 40% running back, maybe even 65% wide receiver. And that's neither here nor there. They're both getting massive volume. The non-PPR running back is gone. When you say, do you play in non-PPR or do you play in PPR? Which, I don't know why you would play non-PPR. Your grandmother doesn't even play in non-PPR anymore. Shape up. And if you're the commissioner, shame on you for not changing that and forcing it upon everybody. There's no content out there for non-PPR. 0.5. Go 0.5 at least. But to my point, when there's a change in scoring like that, one point PPR, half point PPR, or zero, you know, non-PPR, the only thing that changes now, the running backs move together in a clump up and down the wide receivers either move up a little bit in PPR a little bit or they move down and the running backs move up but you don't have a shift like you used to have where okay Derrick Henry's going to go to the top in non-PPR and then this running back's going to vault up here now every running back is a PPR running back that has been the evolution we be, we've been seeing slowly and people aren't noticing it like you put a frog in boiling water he jumps out you put a frog in lukewarm water and you turn it on high he sits there and he has little warm bath and by the end of the the, the the 10 minutes he's boiling to death and he has no idea no one's noticed the evolution of the running back position that's already taking place and when people run their mouth that have been doing fantasy football analysis for four years five years they barely have hair on their armpits and they come out and say yeah the running back's dying i'm looking at my spreadsheet this is excel sheet eric and i'm only looking at data i don't watch the games i have no eye test and I'm here to tell you that the running back is dying and going away. I'll tell you what I know from over 20 plus years of doing this professionally. 20 plus years of doing this. Everything is a cycle. Everything is a cycle. Everything is a cycle. Even Ty Lee 
is a cycle. If Ty Lee left tomorrow, we would have a new Ty Lee in about a year and a half. There would be a new Ty Lee, exactly the same kind of guy. If Swaggy left today, Swaggy, you know, Swaggy doesn't get on my nerves like he used to. I actually enjoy Swaggy. He's like that kid that's, you know, at school, you're like, oh, he's here today. But then when Swaggy doesn't come, I'm like, where's Swaggy? So Swaggy, take that with a grain of salt. But if Swaggy left, everything's a cycle. It would come back around. Running backs, they vanished. They were dead. Before Zeke Elliott entered the league, I can't tell you from a professional standpoint, hearing people say the running back is dead, and I'm like, and even at that point, I'd been in the, I've been in the industry a long time when Zeke was getting drafted. I was still, I've been in this 20 plus years. When Brady left, that was the one player I entered fantasy football professionally when Tom Brady came onto the scene. That's why I took it so hard is when he retired, I was like, you're leaving me by myself, Brady. He's the only player that was left. I've literally watched every player leave the league from a professional seat. And now Tom Brady leaves, and I feel lost. But when Zeke Elliott, before Zeke Elliott landed onto the scene, guess what happened? People said the running back's dead. The workhorse running back's dead. And it felt dead. It felt like it was dying. Zeke Elliott came in. Boom. Changed it. Changed it. Bijan Robinson was just drafted inside the top 10. What are you talking about that the running back's dead? It's evolving. It's evolving. How in the hell does the running back die when Jameer Gibbs went in the at number 12? Bijan was in the top 10. You had both RBs going inside the top 12. How in the hell is the running back dying? They aren't getting paid, but this weapon... This new position is going to revolutionize it, and it's going to go very, very quickly. And we really do need, do need them to, to deliver. You know what I'm saying? Um, if they deliver, then that's going to help change and reset the market and change the landscape. But you know what doesn't help, which is the whole point of this conversation? This man right here, holding out making himself more injury-prone than ever. Back to the red flag. Smitty, you have had the longest sidetracked intro in the history of, of fantasy football shows. We're 29 minutes and 38 seconds left, and I'm just now getting back to JT. <laughs> JT has so many red flags. Red flag number one, he's injured. Red flag number two, he's injured again, we think. Back. Red flag number three, vulturing situation. Red flag number four, he's not there to absorb this changing offense and be a part of it and learn it and mesh into it. Red flag number, what is it? What do we have? Five, he's been holding in and holding out and not performing, not playing, and he's injured. And so guess what? He's more susceptible to injury because holdouts lead to injury. Eight times, seven times out of ten, just a very educated guess on that percentage. I'm being honest, I, I'm pulling that out of my 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 rear end right now, but it feels right. There's, a, I'd say, a seven to eight out of ten chance that you're going to have some sort of injury during the season that maybe you wouldn't have had because you're being thrown to the wolves and you're not ready. And this goes to Brees Hall for a moment where I'm going to be very honest with you. And I'm not doing any sort of backtracking. I'm merely seeing this from a very positive angle. And this is not me trying to find the, the, the good in the situation. But Brees Hall was probably, as much as, I, as much as I didn't want to admit it, going into week one at his current state where he's a little bit behind Javante now. 
which has been an evolving thing the last couple weeks because he felt like he was way ahead. We'll get to, to Brees Hall in a minute. But Brees Hall being thrown to the Wolves would have probably put him in a position to get hurt. It, 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 just a hamstring injury. I'm not saying an ACL tear again or something, but some sort of hamstring injury, uh, some sort of compensation injury. One of those injuries that people say, this is why you avoid a running back every time they have an ACL tear. Because technically speaking, if he didn't come back, and he still might, he still might, I, I'm, I'm leaving an open uh, ability to, to navigate the situation as it evolves because the news will change. He's got like 20 plus something days to go out there and rehab still on the field and get further and further and further embedded into the, the, the workload and everything going on at practice. And so by opening day, he might be 100%. So keep that in mind. But at the current state of things, Dalvin Cook does feel, and we're touching on it here. we got to go back to, to JT in a second because now, now we're heading toward the Dalvin Cook tangent. Uh, I'm sorry, the Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook tangent. So I, I would say this. I would say that at the end of the day, this is a blessing in disguise, I think, for Brees Hall. Number one, you're getting Brees Hall in the fifth and sixth round right now. You get him in the fifth and sixth round. There's no argument. Your your ridic- your argument's ridiculous if you come in here and say go forward. Okay, it sucks in the in the past. You've already drafted Brees Hall. It sucks. What are you gonna do? Lie about it? It sucks. You're now seeing a shirt that you're about to buy, uh, or that you just bought go half off, more than half off. You bought a hundred dollars shirt. It's on sale for forty two ninety nine now. It's a great shirt. There's nothing wrong with it. You're just seeing it on sale for $42.99, and you're pissed off. That's what happened pre-news of Dalvin Cook signing with the New York Jets. That's it. Nothing else has really changed other than he'll have a slower start than we expected. We already expected him to have an eased-in workload. So let's say he gets two to four or five carries in week one, and he gets eight in week two. He gets 10 in week three. I don't care. He's still winning you a league. Okay, so I'm not backing off anything. I'm just telling you that at the end of the day, it does feel very positive that that Dalvin Cook is there so that this man, who may not be quite as ready as we wanted him to be, and this has been evolving, right, because he was so ahead of schedule. I don't know if he suffered a setback. I don't know what happened. If we find out that, we'll definitely have more knowledge as to why things went kind of like up, up, up sharply and then kind of leveled out and plateaued, whereas Javante was kind of, and then Javante just went to the moon. Javante's not at risk like Brees, like Brees Hall would be of having a compensation injury because Javante's out there doing work in August and doing massive amounts of work. He's doing work, but he's doing straight line work and he's working on his cutting. He's got a ton of time, 20 plus days to get his cutting down and get very close. But I am a little fearful if we were to go back in time two weeks from now and and, and you would tell me that two weeks from now, Smitty, which is today, he will still be where he's at right now, where we know he's at. I would probably say to you, there's a little bit of risk that he is breaching. He's getting now behind where he was ahead He's still light years ahead of where Barkley and J.K. were their first years back because he's right where they were, and he's got 20-plus days still. So Brees Hall's still light years ahead of where they were. But Brees Hall going out there on the field, cutting but not necessarily feeling as good as Javante is, would probably lead to some sort of hamstring injury, a calf injury, hamstring. Sometimes Achilles can can creep up, and that's that's career-ending. You know, you suffer an Achilles tear, 
you're probably done. Akers is going to try and prove everybody wrong on that, but he hasn't done so so far. And compensation injuries and getting hurt again, tearing your other Achilles is very common for a player that has torn their Achilles or tearing an ACL or tearing something because you're compensating on the good leg because you still don't trust the Achilles. You're not exploding off that leg as much. You may think you are, you may say you are, but you're not. Akers will always be scared, uh, at least for the next couple of years, planting and exploding off of that, that bad leg that will make him compensate. And those, therefore, another opposite leg injury will probably fast forward or, or save this clip and clip it later. In week four, he has a devastating injury to the opposite leg than his Achilles. We'll run it back. We'll run it back. Um, but Brees Hall, silver lining is that Dalvin Cook is there to make sure he's a league winner. And if we had to buy him in twenty a, a, a third round value, guess what? I wouldn't be as excited about it. And I probably wouldn't even buy him at third round value right now. That's me being completely honest and giving you my not change in direction, but my adjusted, adjust and adapt feedback. And 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 this is what you come here for. Because I'm not going to dig in and say something just because I've said it before. That's not this show. I don't do that. I never do that. Even when you think I'm doing that, I truly believe in what I'm saying. Just like when people come in and say, Smitty, you can't possibly like Jalen Hurts like you. Like you can't call him a top one to five quarterback. Look at all the quarterbacks that are out there. I truly do believe it. I truly do believe these things. I don't just spit out a bunch of lies or double down. I'm telling you right now, at the end of the day, this Dalvin Cook situation is probably the best thing for Brees Hall's 2023 season. Because what would happen is he'd go out there if he's still a little bit behind and he'd tear something. He'd tear a hamstring in a best-case scenario. He'd tear the other ACL in a worst-case scenario. He'd tear the Achilles in a worst-case scenario. I'm not saying it'd be guaranteed. He'd have swelling. He's going to have swelling now. He's reporting swelling. He's got occasional soreness in the knee. That's common. Javante probably has occasional soreness in the knee, in the knee too. That's just not being reported. When you come back from an ACL tear, your knee goes straight to the uh, straight to the fire. And this meniscus specifically, it, it kind of hurts a little bit because, and I've had this myself, when you plant and you're jamming down on that meniscus and you're not used to doing that, your your knees had a big break. It's like this is like it's like getting bruised. It feels like your meniscus is getting bruised. You're out there just hitting hitting it hard, cutting hard, cutting left, cutting right, doing all these things that you're not used to doing because you're keeping it safe and protected and you're trying to be the best, you know, uh, best uh, have the best comeback and recovery you can by not not tearing it, not going out and doing something stupid too early. So you're gonna have swelling. You're gonna have soreness. This is the best thing that could have happened to Brees Hall's 2023 value. I know that sounds confusing. I know that sounds like you think I'm doubling down, but I'm telling you, league winner. And the most beautiful part is he's falling to four, five, six. In four, I probably still look around for other players and draft them over Brees Hall. That's me being honest. Because what I want is to take the chance that he falls to five. He's falling to five and six in so many leagues I would take the chance, if you're drafting and he's there in four, I have a lot of people asking me this question right now. Smitty, do you take Brees Hall in four if he's there? The answer is, unfortunately, no. Because I'm willing to roll the dice, throw it on the table, and and, and see if he falls to round five. Because if he does, I'm winning leagues. You're winning leagues. I'm winning leagues. You're winning leagues, Bob. Everyone's winning leagues if you get Brees Hall in five especially six. So no, I'm not drafting him in four. 
I'm rolling the dice. And if I if he gets snagged, he gets snagged. There's there's plenty of good talent in round four. That's how I feel about Brees Hall. That's the update on Brees Hall. Back to Jonathan Taylor. Similar to how I'm being honest that Brees Hall, given where he's at, given that he's going to be, unless he, in the next 20, 23 days, whatever, he starts ramping it up and he's amazing. We hear a, a Javante Williams spike. Then we're back on the train. We're right back on the train. That's the nature of these things. You've got to monitor, adjust, and adapt. This is not a who's going to predict it first and just get lucky that it all worked out. You have to maneuver as the news comes in. JT, this is similar. This is similar. If we're worried about Brace Hall, we're worried about JT. JT is going to have an ankle that might, if he's lucky, be barely ready for week one. And he's going to have compensation problems and tear something else or re-injure it. This is the biggest avoid in fantasy football 2023. There are still people that are digging their heels in because they own them in Dynasty or they own them in a league already. And you know, you know they're fighting this fight because they don't want to admit that he's not worth a second round pick. He's not worth a third round pick. This guy is the biggest fool's gold you could have in 2023 unless he gets traded or something and then heals up or has been faking the injury and he gets traded and he goes somewhere and balls out. Those are variables you can't control. They're variables you should not bank on. Jonathan Taylor is arguably the biggest avoid in all of 2023 fantasy football. Completely Smitty disapproved. You've just been Smitty disapproved. And yes, Brees Hall will be eight foot tall. And to clarify, if anybody has any confusion on Brees Hall's situation for 2023, he is going to win leagues for you. In 2023, not 2024. I saw you, ATL, say Brees Hall 2024. Don't worry about him in 2023. You don't think I see everything. A lot of people think I don't look at the chat. I'm reading the chat. I'm watching TV. I've got the novelas on right there. I'm translating into Espanol. I'm drinking a drink here. I've got another drink over here. I've got my YouTube exclusive membership uh, monitoring over here. You don't think I know what's going on on my own live stream? And imagine when we open up the phone lines. Some of you, your mind would explode if you had to do all of the moving things that I've got going on. Now, and, and the membership, uh, Mac, appreciate you joining the membership. Let's get to the Super Chats real quick before we get to the, the remaining pieces of news. James with the fir- the, uh, the uh, $2 hauler first Super Chat of the day. James, appreciate you. James, appreciate you. Uh, uh, James, is anybody anybody that has their Super Chat, I'm coming for you. I just When we're in rant mode, these pile up and it's good. You want to get your Super Chat in so you can get it answered quicker. Uh, Bijan looking real good at 1.1 now with the running back situations. Absolutely, James. And the rest of the world's going to slowly get behind that, I think. Right now, everyone's saying, I've got a bold take. You watch some kind of uh, other other fantasy show, and you, you don't need to do that because I'm live enough that you don't need to do that. But if they come in and go, I've got a bold take, Bob. Oh, yeah, Steve? Um, what's your bold take, Steve? Uh, my bold take, Bobby, is that... You ready? Bijan to my running back one. Oh, that's spicy. Yeah, here's the reason why, because you're all probably shocked right now, and you think this is interesting. <laughs> get on, get in line, and your Bijan card's been revoked. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Every other fantasy channel out there, I don't care who you are, I don't care if I like you, your Bijan card's been revoked. 
your Bijan card has been revoked. You can't come in now and say Bijan's your running back one. Already been done. Your Bijan card has been revoked. But I like him. Already been invented. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Hi, my name is Bijan Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring. Touchdown! Um, Brees Hall will fall to five feet tall, says Ty Lee. Ty Lee, you don't know nothing about nothing right now. Until you show us this Joe Burrow footage, nobody's believing anything you're saying, Ty. Until you bring what you've been promising to bring to the live stream. <laughs> There's footage of Joe Burrow getting figured out by your high school coach. Your high school coach has got the film. He's got the film on 8-track. Uh, uh, Anthony, $2 hauler. I'll see Kincaid and... I super chat. I see Kincaid and I super chat. Oh, oh, oh. Every time he sees Kincaid, he super chats. Let's try Let's test this out. <laughs> I won't abuse it, but I'm going to test it once in a while. Anthony? Let's, let's see if this actually works. He sees Kincaid and he just has to super chat. I'm going to be very, very intrigued. And again, I won't abuse it, Anthony, but I might I might press that button whenever we need markers, whenever we need uh, batteries for the, the megaphone, which these batteries have lasted quite a while. I imagine they're getting close to being needing new ones. I'm going to test this out, um, if you don't mind. Uh, Tanner dropping a $2 hauler. Josh Allen, Eckler, or Waddle, last round keeper. Um, Josh Allen, Eckler, Waddle, last round keeper. i probably go... It, if it's one QB... I assume that I'm going to get a quarterback at a reasonable price. However, that's fantastic value, Josh Allen, as a last-round keeper. Eckler's got the one year left. I would say that if you have confidence, if you have confidence that you can, you know, you can replenish your keeper spot very easily to where you have a dilemma no matter what, then it doesn't really matter if it's an older player or not. You know what I'm saying? You got to really examine that part of the equation. I think Josh Allen goes in round two, three. So, you know, that's really not that different than Waddle. And it's not that Anthony, it does work. It does work. Uh, Axe, appreciate your super chat. Anthony dropped a super chat. Kincaid wins leagues, period. He sees Kincaid. I'm going to try this a little later in the show. If Anthony's still in here, we just might hit it once in a while. Uh, not necessarily every day, but I'm going to see if it works. Uh, uh, Axe238, thank you for the thumbs up. Appreciate you, my guy. Axe to the moon. Um, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to use Josh Allen here. Eckler's interesting for sure, obviously. And if you know, you could argue that Eckler, and then you grab another quarterback. But last round keeper, uh, I don't know if you can keep anybody as your last round keeper though. Last round keep. I, I'm assuming that, like, so if that's the case, then I guess I would take Eckler because next year one of your players can be your last round keeper if it doesn't matter where they were drafted. That kind of all those details kind of matter, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard hard to figure totally what you're saying. Put JT on the Mudman list. JT is definitely potentially a Planet Uranus man 
list because he's not doing anybody any favors by holding out. And he's got no ability to go out and, I think, deliver on our fantasy football expectations by by just not being there, by then being excused again. Um, Jared says, uh, message you on WhatsApp, but Lamar Dalvin for Cousins, Alave, Charbonnet. Uh, then I go for Ken Walker and Aaron Jones. What do you think? Uh, let's see here. Message you on WhatsApp. Lamar Dalvin for Cousins, Alave, Charbonnet. Lamar Dalvin. I would probably do that. I don't like going from Lamar to Cousins, but it, it like on paper, it makes sense though. You know, like the Cousins c- can deliver. So thank you for the, the $5 holler on that. I, I want Alave. I want Charbonnet. Dalvin Cook doesn't have much time left. Lamar is very injury prone. So at the end of the day, am I trying to flip Cousins? I am, but it doesn't seem like that crazy of a downstep to get those other pieces. So I, I take the Cousins side. Dobbins over Taylor at this point. Uh, bro, neither. Last action hero, neither. I want neither. I want nothing to do with either one of those players. JK is probably you know, as risky at this point. And we have news on that in a second. I have a fever. Only prescription is more megaphone. Thank you, Chubbs. Chubbs, I hope your fever feels better. Appreciate you. Um, Cortez with a super chat says, first time chatter and second show. Hey, Smitty, I got offered in Dynasty League Rogers, Hopkins, and Kittle for my Burrow and Garrett Wilson. You don't do that trade. You keep... Your guys, Kittle does not move the needle. He could disappear and have an injury plague season. Do not trade Burrow and Garrett Wilson. Totally Smitty disapproved that trade offer. No, 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 no. And and Cortez, thank you to the moon. Cortez for dropping his very first super chat and being here his second day doing it. And Cortez, you are the man. Cortez, you still here? Zach. Is trading Madison for a second rounder solid? Probably not. I imagine you can get more. Zach, and if you can't, just wait. Not everything has to be done before week one. You guys want some of the best advice, general, weird, kind of like no-brainer, obvious advice that nobody really thinks about or follows? Not every trade has to be done before week one. I know everybody feels like they got to have everything solidified going into week one, but guess what? Week one is only week one. If you're to make all these trades, buy low, sell high on Madison... You have a better opportunity of selling Madison high after a big game in week one. He could plummet and do nothing, but you're not getting what you want from him anyway. I would take the chance that he has some kind of nice game, and there's some guys you can buy low on. Every week from weeks one through like six, there'll be buy lows that shouldn't be buy lows that we all know are going to rebound, and everybody's panicking like Peter all over the place. Panic Peter's everywhere. That's some of my favorite content weeks one through six are the buy low, sell high videos. 10 team half PPR. Um, Nothing. Appreciate you nothing for dropping the super chat. 10 team half PPR. Josh Allen, Chubb, ETN, AJ Brown, Cooper, uh, Madison, Pacheco, Kirk, Waller, Pittman, JSN, Komet. What do you think? I think in a 10 team league, this is pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I guess I would say in this situation in a 10-man, I probably wouldn't go early Josh Allen. I'd rather go early Fields or Burrow or Trevor Lawrence just so you can get that extra player in there because 10-team leagues are the ones where, like, if I get screwed out of Burrow or Fields and T-Law, then Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love combined would get it done. And so with the quarterbacks being so deep in a 10-man environment, you can scoop up more of those big guns. That's the only reason I don't think this like is a 9 or a 10 out of 10. 
Um, and I'm just being honest so you have that feedback going into your next draft. But it doesn't mean you, you drafted a bad team. That team's very, very good. Uh, so nice job. Did I find a way to get those pulls going for trades like you did the other day? That was exciting. Uh, or need to find a way. Yeah, we need to have two people on the line that want to make a trade, though. You know, or I just do that for trades in general. We're going to do that. That probably, no matter what, we'll have a trade like video. Maybe that'll be a, oh, you know, like a Wednesday night live stream. It'll be like a trade discussions, and then we'll put the polls up for each of the trades. Uh, thoughts uh, $20, $20 hauler will get their trade put on a poll, and we'll let the audience vote live on it. So $20 haulers will get a voted poll on and live voting on it. It's going to be exciting and amazing. Thoughts these days on Pacheco? Love them. Six round. Gem. Do I draft him in every league? No. But if you cuff him to McKinnon, it's not that scary to draft him in every league. $10 hauler. All $10 haulers get moonshots. My boy, Isaac, dropping fire. Just tuning in, but did I see the news that Traylon Burks having an LCL sprain? Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. Granted, he'll be out for weeks, but he's an t- injury-prone player. He's one of the most avoid players uh, for me all offseason long. Like, Traylon Burks, you guys have been here. I was saying, don't go near him. Like, even before Hopkins, everyone's like, he's going to be a breakout. He's been disappointing the entire time he's been in the league. He feels like he's going to continue to disappoint. And here we are. And you could say, oh, freak injury and this and that. But some players you feel cannot hang. And I don't feel that he can hang. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, Isaac, uh, appreciate you. Is there anything else here at this point? Uh, Chigakonkwo to the moon. Yeah, definitely with Burks' injury, Chigakonkwo to the moon. Uh, Anthony, appreciate you dropping that Kincaid news. Uh, Thank you, Axe, for dropping your super chat. Uh, Don, uh, you you need to change your Smitty disapprove pick of a thumbs down. I'll try and figure that out. Uh, let's see if we can, uh, uh, we'll, we'll do something. I'll screenshot this, you know, at some point. Let's see. Uh, I could do it now, technically. I could do it now. Let's move this over a little get, little bit. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Let me screenshot this right here. Let me screenshot this. Ready? One, two. I'm going to say cheese. One, two. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com. <laughs> Whoops. All right, hold on. One, two. It's not working. My screenshot button's not working. Uh, maybe I don't have it opened up. I gotta, I gotta open up the app. Hold on. I, I don't think, I don't think it's opened. <laughs> Smitty, it's a video. It's not a, a photo. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. I appreciate you for for dropping that, Don. I will. Uh, una, una familia con uh, suerte is the best uh, novella. I'll have to check it out. I haven't watched a novella in a while. I was kind of fibbing, but uh, maybe we'll give it a look. Uh, $4.99 holler from Marty. Marty, thank you for doing that. Appreciate you. I'll look and see if you've got a super chat or a question out there and you didn't attach it or something like that. I'll see if you, you've got something. I appreciate you dropping that super chat. Uh, somebody says that um, uh, you can watch other fantasy channels that help more uh, helps more than hurts. Super disappointed he said that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bro. Look, you know, coming coming from somebody that has a, a fantasy channel in their name, I can see why you're a little disappointed that I don't want to send my audience over somewhere else. But that's the nature. Uh, you don't have to feel bad for wanting your audience to only watch you. 
Okay? That's that this is come on. Come on. Come on, bro. This is not uh this is not if you're not first you're if you're not first you're last. This is not a second place ribbons uh environment. Uh overcome, I still appreciate you, but come on, bro. Uh Moon Man better be ready for my limited edition trade launcher. Says overcome. Overcome, appreciate your twenty dollar holler. I just noticed there was a twenty spot, and here I am just running my mouth. Alert. Super chat alert. Some people crack me up, man. Some people get so upset at everything. Everything I do. Smitty, you really disappoint you really disappoint me, Smitty. Well, good thing I'm not here to try and impress you. I'm here to deliver news. I'm here to be a coach. I'm here to be a coach. That's what I'm here to do. I'm not here, even though we are friends. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your coach. I'm here to try and guide you to a championship. That is my number one job. But if we can be friends along the way, we certainly can. But I'm not here to pat you on the back and give you second place trophies. Pickens or Charbonnet? Give me Pickens. He's probably a wide receiver one this year, people. You heard me correct. Pickens could be a top 12 wide receiver, Smitty? You heard me correct. I don't put people on the moon men list just for fun. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, yes, Ke Kevin Pickens. Okay. And, and I love Charbonnet. He's on the moon men list too, but he's behind Walker. So Pickens gets the, uh, gets the go ahead there. Appreciate your super chat, Kevin. You are the man. Kevin's the man. Everyone, 436 people in here, only 127 likes. Chicken little numbers, he says. So punch that button. Do it live. 130 thumbs up now. Punch the number. The number. Hit the button. Whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. Nate, appreciate you. Would you take Christian Watson over Debo, Ridley, and Hopkins? I'd take Ridley. Then Watson and, and Debo, I kind of rotate. But ultimately, I like Watson better. You know, I like the cost of entry of Watson a little better too. But Ridley's my number one out of that entire group, Nate. Because I think Ridley's going to be an absolute machine. And guess what list he's on? The Moon Men. Dropping loads in outer space. Hey, Smitty! You're a little low on Ridley and T-Law, says probably Ty Lee. Ty Lee, Smitty, you're really sleeping on Trevor Lawrence. Actually, I'm not, because I spent seven waking hours making two different animations. This is the second one that I haven't played yet for you, Ty Lee. Law Dog Milk for Mains on sale this season. Soak your mane and win a league. Law Dog Milk. I don't know who that disappoints, but somebody's going to get mad. Smitty, I'm very disappointed in you. Smitty, what if we don't drink milk? What if we're lactose intolerant? That's really disappointing, Smitty. Thinking of trading DJ Moore and Debo for DJ Moore or Debo for Alave, even though I feel like I'm overpaying. It sounds like you're trading both, and the answer would be no. Don't overpay DJ Moore and Debo for Alave. That is not a good trade to make. Smitty disapproved. 
Yeah. Uh, you haven't been to Smitty Disapprove, but that trade offer has. Smitty Detroit Dave here. Hey, Dave. I don't know if anyone's ever mentioned it to you, but I have to say you were the first Moon Man. You were the first Moon Man videos 100 leading the way. Yeah, there are a lot of channels, and this this might maybe be why so and so over there said he's disappointed in me because I don't tell you to go watch other fantasy channels. Um, a lot of people rip stuff off that we do, bro. You know, and, and and we see it all the time. It's everywhere. So there's one reason, and and everybody shows me screenshots of people using the stuff that we do all the time. It's the nature of it, but, you know, I'm not going to, I don't have to say, just look, I, I am a one-man band, and I don't apologize for it. And I have very aggressive takes. I don't apologize for it. And we're going to be a little bit coach-like around here. There's going to be some screaming and yelling, high knees, take a lap. That's That's just the nature of the show. This is not going to be somewhere where you're going to hear, you're going to see rose petals, butterflies, silver ladies, and and white doves or whatever they say at, at, at your doorway. This is going to be hard nose, hit the ground, give me push-ups, take a lap. Detroit Dave here. Oh, Dave. Appreciate you, Dave. Dave's my guy. Appreciate you recognizing that, Dave, to be honest with you. It makes me, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, I am appreciated. Uh, hit that thumb up button. That also makes me feel pretty appreciated. 159. We got 410 in here. Punch it. Punch it. Smitty, I have the 1.1, 1.2 in a three-keeper league, and Petrified Peter isn't keeping keeping Brees Hall. I'm going Bijan at one. Is it Hall or Gibbs at 1.2? You got to go Gibbs, bro. I, lo- I love Brees Hall, but draft the healthy player, and, and maybe Hall falls to you. You could go RB, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And the show loves you back. And we got David Hall dropping a $5 hauler with no message, but I'll try and go look for that as well. Uh, Smitty hit the vast majority of his takes this season. Uh, Smitty, if you hit the vast majority of the takes this season, I'll drop the biggest super chat you've ever seen. Um, I'm not saying I don't believe you. But I, I have a feeling, Okafer, you're going to come in and finagle whether what is a vast majority. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just have a feeling you're going to go, ah, but, you know, it's just not like you hit everything, Smitty. Very open-ended, but I appreciate it. And let's give, for I'm going to trust Swaggy on this. I'm not going to say I don't believe him. Let's trust Swaggy on this. Standing ovation. Let's go, Swaggy. I love it, Swaggy. I love it. I love it, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, thank you. Said not in a super chat. <laughs> Might I remind you? I'm doing super chats. There's no super chat. But he's going to, and I appreciate him for that. Not everybody can drop a super chat. Look, sometimes the best thing you could ever do, and super chats help keep the show afloat, of course, but tell somebody about the show. You know, that leads to super chats right there. That's the best thing people can do for me, too, is spread the word. So this thing grows, overcomes his Chase Wilson Alave or Bijan Wilson Alave. Chase Wilson Alave, Bijan Wilson Alave. Okay, so really, you know, the, the build doesn't affect as much as to say if it's PPR three wide receivers. Um, It's such an interesting start to go three wide receivers. The balance is nice too, though. I'm going to say... It does affect it because I'm 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 wavering because of the running back and having the two wide receivers. Give me give me Bijan Wilson Alave. 
But but I love both, and I would make both win, and I'd make both smash. And you're doing the, the zero running back approach, or you're doing the hero running back approach, both of which can absolutely crush, bro. So you, you can't really go wrong. Those are amazing starts. Smitty, uh, firing on all cylinders, V8, let's go. Frost to the moon. Frost is getting a standing ovation for that one. I just fired me up. That one just fired me up. Sometimes I just toss out standing ovations, even though, you know, those go to the $20 haulers. But fire on, firing on all cylinders, you bet. You bet your bottom dollar. Amon Ross St. Brown got injured today. And you guys have seen my... The reason we didn't lead with this, we would have totally led with this if it was something to be concerned about. He was uh, he was injured. It looked like he apparently injured his ankle. The bad news is it's the same ankle that he was hampered by last year. But the good news is it doesn't appear to be severe, and it, there's no indication that it's a reg, uh, like a regression um, or some sort of reaggravation of last year's uh, knee or I'm sorry ankle injury. So it just happens to be the same ankle. Um, sometimes you can struggle with sprained ankles on the same ankle so there is a tiny bit of concern but not enough to really do anything about it because at the end of the day he was jogging around remember Garrett Wilson sprained his ankle look at Garrett Wilson there's video footage on my Instagram of him catching a missile from Aaron Rodgers today so don't worry about it I mean go go to my Instagram and check it out uh there's a a missile coming out of Aaron Rodgers's gun and he he drops back he throws a raindrop downfield. The most beautiful thing in the world. There is music playing off the ball. It was like... <laughs> and all of a sudden, this guy, this guy, Garrett Wilson, catches it like this. Stops. Cuts back. Defender misses. He knifes across the field. A nice little stutter step. Nice little swagger. And, and, and obviously, they're not tackling and everything. But he took it, you know, to the uh, literal end zone in these, you know, these practices and in no tackling and hitting and all that, but it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It shows that Garrett Wilson's 100%. I'm not worried about the whole point of that story was to say I'm not worried about this. He was he was seen jogging on the sideline um, after. So you don't jog on the sideline if your ankle is like trash or you're super concerned about the ankle, okay? So everybody uh, can relax on the Amon Ross St. Brown front for the moment, and we'll circle back to that on the phone lines in a minute. Melvin, $5 holler, says, My boy Smitty, 14-team PPR. I have the 9 pick. Do you think I should get Barkley or Chubb at this pick, or do you like the position, uh, or do you like the position, you the man? I love going the double-decker as one approach. There's a lot of good approaches, but double-decker works really well. The double decker, pronounced double decker in academic circles, is drafting both Amon Ross St. Brown and Garrett Wilson back to back in rounds one and two. The double decker. Now, the double deuce, aka the double decker, uh, the double decker, uh, the double double, you know, there's tons of ways you can, you can, you can categorize that. Uh, double deuce is a good one. So if you go drop two straight deuces and you get those wide receivers and you come into round three, and you get Gibbs. You go into round... I mean, I don't know if you're going to do that in a 14-teamer, but you never know. Gibbs can fold around four with a bunch of grandmas, and, and and if you're drafting with people at the morgue, you know, that's that's something that's possible. So if you can do the double-decker, drop two straight wide receiver deuces right in rounds one and two, 
Come into round three, grab Gibbs. Come into round four, grab Walker a little early just to top it all off. You get T-Law or Fields later, or you go Fields in round four and Walker's or, or Brees Hall sitting there around around five. And then you get Swift, you get Pacheco, you know, one of those guys, Charbonnet, and then now you've done the zero running back approach, you know, through two rounds. Like uh, you've done a little little version of it, right? Little little version poo of the, the the no running back. But you could also go Barkley or Chubb. I, I don't blame you, but I personally I personally like the double decker. That's what I would do. But but Melvin, you gotta know your own um skill set. And if you're good at landing late running backs or you think you're it's gonna they're gonna fall to you, you might want to go with the double deuce. You know what I'm saying? Uh Reebok in the building. Speaking of speaking facts otherwise they wouldn't have tried for Cook if A chain is the real deal. It's a good point that Reebok brings up. Why was Miami even talking to Dalvin Cook? But, I mean, A-Chain's still got a lot of story to tell. So I, I think while you have a good point that why were they poking around when they've got the Niner running back stable they brought over, it's a pretty crowded room, and then now they want to look at Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know, and, and the other thing to it, though, Reebok, is that maybe there was a lot of, like, talk about how much they wanted him and there was there was definitely talk and there was definitely action and definitely you know kicking the tires but they didn't aggressively like they didn't want to steal them away they weren't really trying very hard so one could argue um this is just you know counterpoint here because i'm kind of in in the middle i kind of agree with you and kind of you know can see the other side that maybe they didn't go strong after cook because they do like a chain but A-Chain feels like the real deal. It's just a matter of will he hold up and stay healthy. If I've got that conversation right, if I stepped in and I'm not getting it right, I apologize, but I'm stepping in late. Day, uh, Damien dropping, uh, uh, getting a YouTube exclusive membership. Let's give Damien, anybody that becomes a YouTube exclusive member, I dropped that link right now in the chat. Let me pin that link right now. YouTube exclusive member is how you support the channel. There's a $1.99 a month plan which is, you know, very, very cheap and affordable. And and you get a green name and everybody knows you're an exclusive member. It's part of a club. Um, it's $1.99 a month. And it, it supports the channel, helps keep the lights on. Uh, and so and the lights sometimes go go off. So it's needed. Ziggy, deactivate. And they sometimes, oh, they just turned off. They just turned off. We need more YouTube exclusive members. Um, appreciate my guy. Damien, for becoming a YouTube exclusive member, let's give him a standing ovation, shall we? Anytime my eyeballs catch a YouTube exclusive member like Damien, uh, who who else joined? It was uh, it was Optics. Optics joined the YouTube exclusive membership. Ziggy, activate. Um, anytime someone joins the YouTube, oh, look, the lights went back on. Thank you so much for becoming a YouTube exclusive member. Who else became a YouTube exclusive member while we've been live? Somebody else did. Uh, thank you everybody who super chatted. I think if anybody else did become one, please let me know. I can also look it up here in a second, but it, it definitely helps keep the lights on. There's also a $9 and 99 cent plan that, that allows you zoom calls. We do zoom calls, two zoom calls every Sunday, halftime of the morning games Every Sunday but opening day, because I'm going to tell you why in a minute. And halftime of the Sunday evening game. My boy C-Mac. Uh, my boy C-Mac in the building. Um, I go on these Niner shows on Instagram. C-Mac is one of the guys that I go live with. He's my boy. Hi to my son Aiden. We're watching you on the big screen at home. 
Let's let's do a couple nice things for C Mac and, and and the boys. First of all, standing ovation for 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 Aiden. Standing ovation for Aiden. Okay. Now we're gonna make Aiden Aiden. This this your dad might not like this, but you need to toughen up, son. It's a it's a hard world out there. It's a harsh world out there, Aiden. Take a lap. Start getting in shape early. That's good for you. That's good for your health. So is this. Tony Pollard. Wrong button, but very, very fitting. It's a sign. Draft Tony Pollard. Uh, uh, and the last thing we're going to do for you, young man, is we're going to send you to the moon. You've done your lap. You've done your workout. We've done a standing ovation. And now we're sending you to the moon, Aiden. To the moon. All right. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh, there's Pollard again. Monster. Thank you, C-Mac. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Victor, uh, what's high? I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'll try and find Victor's question. We got Young dropping a four ninety nine holler. Says a lot of new doubters in here this time of year. Let's ha- let's let's uh, if they have the heart to stick around after they've proven wrong after this year's season, Smitty. A lot of people come and go, and you know what? Let me let me say this for a minute because I want people to think I'm some like absolute a hole. Um, th- th- this right here, we don't necessarily need these guys here, but maybe we talk about them in a second. But one thing I'll say here. Is that there? You always have a home here. You always have a home here. I might yell at you. I might scream and yell. I might be some kind of crazy lunatic sometimes to some of you. But we're all we all make mistakes. We all double down. We all are human beings. We all have bias. And if let's say you were an anti Bijan player and I took away your Bijan card, okay? Let's say I just said your Bijan card's been revoked. Your Bijan card has been revoked. And, and let's say we argue and scream on the phone line one time. Don't think you can't come in the next day and say, Smitty. I love the show, or Smitty, and I won't even remember I yelled at you for number one. So you can slip right in in the back door. Like me, when I went to college the first time, I just would show up in class in an amphitheater, and I'd go like this behind the last desk, and the, the amphitheater would go down, and about five minutes before class it would end, I would just raise up at the desk and look down the amphitheater at the teacher, and the, the attendance sheet would come by, I'd sign it, and I'd be out of there. My class started at 10.45. No, it did It ended at 11.30. My class started at 11.30. That's how dad did it. That's how I do it. And it's worked out pretty good so far. That's what I'm talking about, okay? So you can slip in here at the end. I don't care. And you always have a home here. I don't want you to think that because we have differences and you say, oh, Smitty Bijan's going to suck and he doesn't. You can come back. No one's going to get mad at you. We're very forgiving people and we need you here. So disagreeing, it's good. It's good. Disagreements are are, are definitely good. I'm hitting the wrong buttons today. (laughs) Uh, Romans became a member. Romans, my guy. (laughs) Love Romans. Romans. Romans is my man. Celebrating their first super chat as Fat Boy. Fat Boy celebrating his first Super Chat, and he does it with joy and glory, dropping a $9 hauler on screen like an absolute monster. That's how you That's how you come in hot with your first Super Chat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and thanks again, Young, for your Super Chat. Young has become an integral part of this show. And I know when you joined, and I won't like rehash it or anything, but you were in a moment where you're like, Smitty, I need the show right now, if I remember correctly. And we've been there for you, but guess what, Young? You've been there for the show 
just the same. And I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't do it without any of you. We got 418 people in here and I need you more than you need me, believe it or not. Okay. And that's just facts right there. Fat boy says thoughts on Barkley. I have the nine pick in a 12 team league PPR. And if I don't get Bijan, I like Barkley. He's, he's still young and set for a huge year. I don't hate this take. We drafted him in the throne draft. I love Barkley. Barkley's a top five to seven running back. But you know what? It's call it crazy. I like Tony Pollard better. I just I just do. I just do. He's headed to the moon. I think he's he's headed for glory. He's the most efficient running back um, in the National Football League in terms of uh, 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 yards after contact. I mean, Paul, Pollard really turned it on. All he led all running backs. Led all running backs in 2023 in yards after contact, 3.82, I believe it was. This is an absolute monster in the making. I just like him better. Dave became a member, YouTube exclusive member. Dave! Let's try that again. Dave! (laughs) Dave. Dave becoming a member. We got a lot of members in here to just join in like like clockwork uh, over and over and over. This community, I have the best job in the whole world. I have the best job in the whole world. I'm not, look, mom, I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> Saquon, give me Pollard. Give me wide receiver Pollard versus Barkley wide receiver. Or give me the double decker. Go drop two deuces in your fantasy football draft. Am I, I got my mic a little hot right now. I think I hit it. It's kind of redlining. The double-decker, pronounced double-decker in academic circles, is drafting both among Los St. Brown and Garrett Wilson back-to-back in rounds one and two. The double-decker. Um, yeah, double-decker, I- indeed. That would be a fun approach, but honestly, I, I go wide receiver and pull it. Yeah, a Russian collusion. Yeah, a Russian collusion. Can you, uh, Can you uh, turn that down? Turn that down. Hello, Russian. Can you turn off the background noise? What's going on? Okay. I hear an echo. This happened last time with your phone line. I don't know if you're calling from a fax machine or what's going on there, Russian. No, it's my phone, damn it. Hey, turn it all off. No, 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 Russian, here's what we got to do. I don't want you to change, Russian. This isn't. This is entertainment. When I'm talking, just keep it when muted. Talking, just keep it... And then when you're talking, you can unmute. You're talking, you... Okay. Okay. Deal. Deal. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm going to wait for you to finish your rant that you're on right now because it's awesome. Okay. Why don't you mute real quick? Okay. Why don't you mute real so quick? So I don't hear everything yeah, twice. I will do that. Twice. 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 All, right. All right. Thank you. Uh, he's still. A, he's, uh, still he's still. A, he's we're still. We're not muted there. Collusion. Collusion. Can you mute it? Can you mute it? Collusion. There we go. He got it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. (laughs) Collusion. For God's sakes. Can we mute it? There we go. I got it. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) It's It's the big red button on the phone you got on the counter. Just hit the mute button. Okay. Here we go. Fat boy, appreciate your super chat. 
I'm rolling, my guy. <laughs> I'm rolling. Hey, Collusion's the man. I don't want anybody. Collusion's, some people are laughing in the chat. But hey, Collusion's the man. Absolute man. This guy's been here from the start. Uh, Collusion's my guy. Okay, so th there's my take. Wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, and then go uh, Tony Pollard if you want to get that RB. Thank you very much for the super chat. Let me get these super chats out of the way. Don, appreciate you. Don says, Smitty, $5 hauler. Uh, for the creativity on the Dublé Decker animation, pure gold. Will a lifetime membership be good when ESPN or NBC hires you? Um, I'm not going to ESPN. Like, I'll tell you what, this is a personal guarantee from me to you, Don. If ESPN comes to me and pays me $45 million to leave like they did Pat McAfee, I'm taking it. Okay? But that's not going to ever happen, I promise you. And if it does, I'll reimburse you the lifetime membership. You just email me. This goes for just <laughs> for just Don. But it's a lifetime of the channel. I'm not going anywhere. I've been here for 20 plus years. This is what I do. The channel's just getting going. You don't have to worry about that. But for the lifetime memberships or for the lifetime of, of my content that I create. This has been, I've been doing this 20 plus years. I don't think I'll ever, 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 ever get rid of my content site. Even if I was to, let's say, 15 years from now, and that's the kind of time frame we're talking about. I'm not stepping away from YouTube or video creation for probably double what I've done. 20 years in the business, 20 more, okay? I'll give you 20 more years. Tom Brady quit on you. I won't quit on you, okay? But my content, I'll probably do content till the day I pass away uh, at 95 years old trying to click a, a mouse button and I can't even see straight and I'm typing and I'm trying to use AI to create my content. Don, I promise you, you're going to get your money's worth at least. Don't worry about it. Appreciate you. Uh, ESPN ain't calling. I think I'm probably too rough around the edges for ESPN to be honest with you. Um, Tyler, appreciate you. PPR redraft favorite running back in each of three, four, five, six. Uh, off the top of my head, Gibson three. Okay, Gibson again in round four because he can float into both territories. Uh, Walker in four, five. Uh, I would say, you know, Etienne in four, it probably doesn't go to five. In five, I like Brees Hall now. In six, I like Brees Hall. Swift, I like in six. Pacheco, six, seven. And, and there's more. Javante in 5-6. Those are probably my favorite off the top of my head. Spitballing it. Tyler, appreciate you so much, my guy. Fat Boy, again, thank you so much for your super chat. Uh, uh, Raul, my boy Raul says, uh, where's his message? These are a lot more Moon Men last, than last year. What's the difference this year? Also, I got the fourth pick in a PPR. Is Austin Eckler a no-brainer? Um, so you obviously just strolled in because the Moon Men are surprising you. Um, I'm taking Bijan number one RB overall. So my answer to you is take Bijan. Are you crazy to go Eckler? No, you're not. But he is 28 years old. And, and even though Derrick Henry did it last year at 28, Derrick Henry's entering 29. I myself am going to avoid going Eckler at that high of draft capital because I myself am worried about that 28 age season. But I do love Eckler per start. He's a monster. If the team decided to use him properly and not give him all the work up the middle, let's say they traded for Jonathan Taylor and did a thunder and lightning. I truly believe Eckler back in a receiving role would allow him to be healthy for one more year. It's not crazy at all. Um, so, you know, I, I love Eckler. Eckler's phenomenal. There's nothing wrong with Eckler. And especially in best ball where if he missed three or four games, then you're going to be covered. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with all the running back signings, do you rank Bijan over Chase and JJ? 
it depends if it's a three wide receiver PPR, I'm still going with the wide receiver. If it's a two running back, two wide receiver, and a flex, even PPR, I'm going to go Bijan. So G-Man, maybe that's where I kind of shift a little bit because I still would have wavered if it was two running back, two wide receiver, but still PPR with a flex. I could have said I could go either way. Now I would lean Bijan. And and I take Bijan all day long as running back one in fantasy football. That's just the way it is. Uh, get ready for it. It's 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 going to be I think hard for some people to 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 absorb, especially if they're new to the content. Like no offense, Raul, it's not a bad thing. You're just getting back into fantasy. We have people that are here 365. We have people that are here for you know mid August on. It's just the nature of it, and that's okay. Uh, Travis is calling in. Travis, I'm going to put you on mute real quick, or if you could put yourself on mute. I got Travis on the line. I've got uh, I've got Russian collusion, Marsman Russian collusion on the line. So hang tight, both of you. Ronnie's five dollar holler, five hundred dollar twelve team PPR half PPR. I'm sorry, half PPR. Thoughts on this team? Joe Burrow, A Rod. I assume this is one QB. Uh, Pollard, Gibbs, Swift, fantastic RB room. Love that one. Pacheco, beautiful. G Willie. JSN, Pickens, Dell, Hyatt, Kincaid, Chigakonkwo, absolutely love it. I think it did good. I don't think there's any moves to be made. Every single one of those players is kind of undervalued. I guarantee you ESPN did not rank you the number one team because they don't see a lot of these guys coming. They don't value rookies like Gibbs and, 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 and JSN. They don't value Pacheco. They don't value G. Willie. You probably were ranked last or 10th place out of, out of the 12 based on ESPN. I almost guarantee it. Because they don't they don't see ahead like we do, and so many people come out of the draft going, God, ESPN didn't give me the good ranking, and so whatever. We'll watch later, Chase or Garrett Wilson and Brees, B men. We'll watch later, Chase or Garrett Wilson and Brees. Let's see, Chase or Garrett Wilson and Brees. Give me Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall all day long. I, I love Garrett. Garrett Wilson's wide receiver three four to me. Wide receiver three four. I, I think he could finish higher than that. Dare I say? He could maybe, an injury might have to be accounted for for that to maybe happen or whatever. But at the end of the day, do I envision him dancing and having cups of coffee with Jamar Chase and JJ all year? I do. I do. Do I think at the end of the day, if everybody's healthy, is he three or two or one? I think he's three. I think he's three or four. I think St. Brown could be three or four. I think Olave could be top five. I know you're going to see Smitty, you're running out of top five. What about Hill? What about Cup? I'm not saying those guys aren't in the mix too. I'm just saying... Could Garrett Wilson be number three? I'd say he could. And so you get Brees Hall, who's going to come on strong at the end. I absolutely love that. I don't mind that at all. And real quickly, before I go to the guys on the phone line, Devontae Adams returned to practice on Wednesday. That's good news. We'll see you know, if he continues to be fed hospital balls, but that's really good news. O'Connell could be the saving grace for Adams' value midseason, but how long will it take the Raiders to shift over to O'Connell? O'Connell feels like he's maybe the real deal. I really like him. You know, and it was preseason. It was backups against backups. Let's not get overly excited about the Raiders' defense and what it looks like. This is not that situation where you can make that judgment call with backup players playing backup players. But O'Connell does show poise, mechanics, uh, uh, all the things you want in a quarterback. And I think he he should be given a shot at some point. He will. Again, Brees Hall has still dealing with soreness in his knee. And my, my change in direction today is very minute. But it is win a league. Brees Hall, round five or six. Don't take him in three or four. He's winning you a league in five or six. Dalvin Cook will be a blessing in disguise because even if he does need something, a little bit of time, which sounds like it could be the case, this will be the best thing for him. If he does need a little bit of time, 
He didn't. Javante went like this. Brees Hall went like this and maybe leveled on his recovery. Every recovery is different. This is why you can't have blanket statements and take those in. Harvest is super, uh, uh, an exclusive member. Harvest, thank you for being an exclusive member. Appreciate you, Harvest, for doing that uh, and being a part of the crew. Harvest to the moon. Thank you, Harvest. Uh, Moonshot, I promise, moonshots or standing ovations for anybody that joins the YouTube exclusive membership right now. Uh, Brees Hall, so he he's, you know, this could be a blessing in disguise. I think mid-season monster is appropriate. Brees Hall, mid-season monster. The moon man. He's always been on the moon man list. Brees Hall is going to remain on the moon man list. We did replace him on the Mars man because we don't need him on all three. Space moon says. And to be fair, moon man is quite, quite quality enough for him that we had to throw Tony Pollard on the Mars man list. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Pollard season in full effect. Learn about it or get left behind. Okay, that's just how it is. Miles Sanders, the team doesn't know when he'll be back, I believe is what they said. Getting close to returning, but they don't exactly know. He's kind of an avoid for me. I think everybody's a little overhyping Miles Sanders, who feels like an injury risk to to me. I, I I don't mind him at the right value. I'm not calling him a total bust. I'm just saying... If he's going super high and I've got Walker there or Swift, I'd rather go with those players. Jordan Addison is is uh, in concussion protocol. Every concussion could lead to a future concussion, but this is not a concern for me yet. This is one concussion, not a big deal. The only thing that would be concerning is you know how long he gets behind, but it should be like not even half a week before he's back. And so just monitor the situation. But I think people are overvaluing him a little bit out of the gate. I think he could be very good by midseason, very good by midseason. But he's potentially playing like fourth fiddle. In a, in a very potent offense, you know, from a throwing perspective, but you've got JJ, you've got Hawkinson, you've got Osborne, who's listed ahead of him, and then Jordan Addison. And then you've got Madison, you know, consuming a lot too. So everybody thinks this is such an amazing situation out of the gate. I don't know that it is. I think right from the jump, it could be a little more up and down and choppy. He could have big games, though. He could have a, in best ball, he could be more attractive than he is in a, in a redraft setting in the beginning of the year. But I do, I do like Addison. He's he's a talent. But is there a chance that people are going to expect way too much on week one, then have to bench him in week two, and then he goes off in week three, and then you don't have him in your lineup, and it's just kind of a roller coaster? Yeah, because he's a rookie. He's a rookie wide receiver in a very crowded environment. Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell, taking first team reps as J.K. Dobbins has abandoned the ship, and the report is J.K. is coming back or is back or whatever. But J.K. Dobbins. He's going to get left behind. This is a new offense under Todd Munkin being developed without J.K. the entire August and the entire offseason. And here we are watching Keaton Mitchell maybe become a little bit of a sleeper in 2023. So buckle up for that. Now we're hitting the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Brought to you by, presented by Double D D W. Seventy dollars super chatter. Anybody breaks that today, they get their name on this screen and they replace D W. Uh, you can try and beat D W and T M T, who tied for gifting two hundred fifty exclusive memberships, both individually during a single live stream. I don't know that that's going to be beaten. I'd love to see someone try, but that in a single live stream was crazy. So that's probably not getting broken. Uh, this month, but we will have this reset every month. So phone line brought to you by DW and 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 DW and TMT. Appreciate you both, Double D 
and, and TMT. And let's hit the phone lines right now. Let's go to Mars Man Russian Collusion, who's been waiting patiently on the phone. Go ahead and unmute yourself, but then when I talk, just mute, mute again real quick after that. Go ahead, Collusion. So, first of all, I want to say congratulations to DD and TMT and Double D, because that's awesome. Support the channel. I appreciate that. Respect it. And I'm going to beat all of them tonight. And but that'll come later. Okay. So, okay. Vinny, I've got the cheat code for underdog fantasy football. Now, don't tell everybody about this, but I'm going to tell you what I did tonight. Okay. I had the fifth pick. I want to change it up a little bit. The fifth pick, I took Nick Chubb because I know nobody's got that that lineup. And I think the lineup is the most important thing when you're talking about underdog best ball. Then I ended up taking Devontae Smith in fields. Okay. Okay. So Chubb, Chubb was your first pick. Let's just look at this on paper and tell, and we'll see if this is going to break. We're going to see if this is going to break underdog. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and tell you if I think it will. D Smith and Fields. Go ahead. And Fields, go ahead. And so I had uh, uh, Chubb, Walker, Smith, and Fields. Okay. After, okay. after I took DJ Moore, then I went Walker, and then I went uh, Pierce. Okay, hold on one second, because you, you okay. So you got Chubb, Smith, Fields, Walker, Moore. Walker, Moore. That yep. echoes. That echoes. Yep. And then I got Pierce. Okay. Dotson. Okay. Pierce. Okay. Pierce. Dotson. Gotcha. Okay. Dotson. Gotcha. Uh, mute real quick. Mute real quick. Yep. And then my internet went out, and I end up auto drafting Watson, which I didn't. I would have taken at that time. Are you sure it wasn't your phone? And your phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you think, Smitty? But uh, I think that, that that is a cheat code, and you tell me what you think. I think that's the first time enough to know if my team's going somewhere or not. All right, mute yourself real quick and then we'll break it down. So so I'd say this. I'd yep. say I'd say, you know, it's the same formula that we've been cranking out, I think, other than I would rather go with a, a Bijan, and maybe Bijan was gone, but I'd rather go Bijan or Tony Pollard personally, but it's the same formula, just a couple different players and swap outs. I would rather go Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, or maybe even Ridley, um, but I love Devontae Smith, and if, like I said, A.J. Brown goes down, knock on wood, he's had a lot of knee concerns, cleanups, and all that, knee issues only get worse, they don't get better when you start cutting away at the meniscus, so... Devontae Smith could be a top five or six wide receiver if that happens. But personally, I would rather Bijan in one of those wide receivers. I love Fields in 3-4. I try and get him in four if I can. I love Walker in 4-5. I try and get him in five if I can, but four is fine. I do it all the time. DJ Moore really could go in round four, so you just swap those. It makes sense where you got him. Pierce, I love. I could go Swift, Pierce, Javante, uh, and then Dotson in seven, Pickens in seven, eight. Those are that's definitely the formula. It's just a couple different names, but this is good. This is a really good team. I don't I don't hate it at all. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, so nice work, nice work. 
So, so somebody, just what I try to do is I try to make it different because I think that's what best ball is. Yeah, definitely. Being a different team. And you could tell that that's a different team. It's different. David Fink. To the moon. David Fink just became a member. So, Collusion, mute yourself if you could, unless you got one final thought. Um, but I like the team. I think it's great. I think uh, I think it's definitely versions of it I could come up with that I agree with, and, and that's why I think we're all kind of following this plan of attack, which is this is you start off going hero, and then you go kind of you kind of you kind of just come in and say round four I'm going to take Walker, I'm going to abandon hero running back, and I like this pick here at Walker four, and that's the way it should be. No one should be walking into a draft cementing themselves into place and saying, I'm just going to go here or B. I already committed to it. Let's ride. You should be able to go abort, abort, abort. I'm going Walker in round four. Or if I start off going, let's say, hero running back, and hero running back is when you take one running back you know, early on, typically in round one, but you could do hero running back by going like Chase and Pollard, and then Pollard's your only RB for a while. That could be hero two. You can start it in round two by going wide receiver in round one. But I, I certainly could see myself going Bijan in round one, and then in round two going, you know, uh, St. Brown or Garrett Wilson or Olave or whatever. Round three, I abort. Gibbs is sitting there. I can't resist it. I go Gibbs in round three, and I just abort the plan. So you got to have a flexibility to it. Um, all right, hang tight real quick. Um, hang tight real quick. Let's go over to um, Marsman. I believe Rock Out is on the line. Marsman Rock Out. Uh, Marsman Rock Out. What's up, my guy? Yeah, sent you a DM. All right, hold on a second, Rockout. I'm sure Rockout's got a little beat for us. Hold on, let's see what he did. 12 seconds, perfect. Appreciate you, Rockout, dropping that fire. What, someone's saying stop Okafer in the chat. What are you doing in the chat? Smitty take 32. Chig finishes top seven tight end. Uh, Smitty take 33. Kincaid finishes top five tight end. What are we trying to do with this uh, little song and dance you got here, Okafer? Because everyone's telling you to stop in the in the chat. Are you are you trying to clown on that I talk too much? Smitty take 30. Kadarius Tony returns to top 10 form. Are you trying to suggest that I say too much? Because let me ask you a question, Okafer. If you had to come out here and talk for an hour and 36 minutes and literally take this probably two, two and a half hours every single day on top of going live when news breaks, on top of going live pretty much five graveyard shifts a week, that's three shows sometimes, sometimes three live streams a day. What are you going to talk about, Okafer? What are you going to talk about? I'm just curious, as you try and clown on, I believe, you try and clown on the fact that Russian collusion drops a $300 wad right in the middle of, of this. Hold on a second, Okafer. This is uh, this is secondary compared to what Russian collusion just did. Alert. Super chat alert. Super chat alert. Russian collusion on the echoing phone line. Phone line, phone line, phone line. Did a $300 dollar, dollar, dollar. Super chat, super chat, super chat, super chat. Russian, I love you, I love you, I love you. Russian. 
Man, the myth, the legend. Russian collusion, everybody. Russian, what do you have to say for yourself? Self, self. Hello, 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 hello. Russian, 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 Russian. You're muted, you're muted, you're muted. I don't know. He's there super chatting in silence. I don't know. Interrupt me at any moment, Russian collusion. You're muted right now. I don't know if your phone broke, but we appreciate you. $300 hauler on screen. Guess who now sponsors the phone line for the remainder of August until somebody knocks him off? His name's Russian Collusion. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Russian Collusion, I'm changing your name right now as the leading super chatter of uh, August in a single live stream. There he, he's back. I can hear him. Let, let, let the guy live through tonight. Let all of them live through tonight because no. I want them to have the respect. And I'll take it over tomorrow. That's Don't worry fine. about it. He he. Double Don't D. For, first of all, Double D doesn't care about that kind of stuff. He just loves supporting the channel. Call and the show. Call, and he's also the on the show. on the right side of the screen in the 250 gifted membership. So he's still on here. So don't worry about it. You deserve it. This is not second place trophies. You won. If you're not first, you're last. Russian, I appreciate you. What do you have to say for yourself, Russian? Russian, Russian. Did, did, did Russian call? Yeah, that Russian. Is, this is Russian. O- Okafor, no one's talking to you Okafor, yet. No- Mute real quick. Oh my God. Go go ahead, uh, Russian collusion. No, uh, this is uh, this is for you know, somebody. You always have the best content of anybody. I watch same Facebook for thirty mute years now, and you have the best content of anybody. What these these people that come in here and argue about, you know, oh, I'm, you don't take care of our our conversations in the chat, blah blah blah. You're the only person I know that has phone conversations with their people. This is what it is. It's a people thing. And once these people realize that, they'll realize, you know what? I can call Smitty. I can get my information from Smitty. I can call him direct. You are the man, Smitty. And I'm going to mute, so. Yeah. Uh, hey, Russian, I can't thank you enough for the kind words, number one, the super chat, number two. And for being just there, most importantly, as a loyal follower for a long time and always spreading the word and being such a, an amazing part of the show. So, Russian collusion to the moon. Uh, let me put that that super chat on screen here. Hold on. Russian collusion with the $300 hauler, number one super chatter of the month. It will reset in uh, September, but he will be the, until someone bumps him off, someone can bump him off in a minute from now, which will be a sad moment. <laughs> but he won't care because Russian's about the show. But Russian is now the sponsor of the phone line. Call into the show. Call Russian call collusion. Into the, show. the Russian collusion TMT and Double D phone line. Appreciate you, Russian. Um, all right. Hey, real quickly, Russian, interrupt whenever you want. You know, you obviously have uh, the ability to. I'm sorry I'm going to leapfrog all of you real quickly to go to Okafor because Okafor is doing something in the chat right here. I don't know what he's trying to say. Okafor, are you trying to say that I just make all these predictions? Because what in the hell am I supposed to talk about for literally six hours a day because I live stream longer than you probably uh, are awake every single day? And so you, do you expect me to talk about seven things? 
because you're, you're only on number 30. I say a lot more things than 35 predictions or 35 statements. What am I supposed to talk about for six hours a day, Okafer? You, you explain to me what my content plan should be going forward. I'm all ears. See, I'm not making fun of you. Remember I said earlier that if you hit on 70% of your takes, that I dropped the biggest super chat you've ever seen? Yeah. I'm just listening. Travis. Yeah, but but they're they're not listed yeah, anywhere. They're not yeah. listed anywhere. Okay, Okafor, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I won't. I'll take a lap on that one, kind of. But but they're not listed I, anywhere. So in, in a way, it's kind of in in jest or it's in a little bit of humor the way you're writing it. Like, but that's okay. Yeah, but, that's okay. Let's put let's let's put a lap on there for me, Okafor. I'm hard on you because I think traditionally you've. You've said things that that uh, require lap taking, and maybe I jump to conclusions on this one. So for this one, I'll take the lap. Okafer, the floor is yours. Uh, clean slate, clean slate. Okafer, go. You're live. That was it. Travis needs to take a lap, but um, no, I don't need to take a lap. You wouldn't shut up. Oh, okay. So yeah. Hold on. Let's let's find out from Travis the true story, the second half of the story, because it sounds like maybe you're feeding me the 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 like doctored up version. So let's go to Russian collusion. We're now entering fantasy football court, ladies and gentlemen. Fantasy football court. Okafer versus Travis Rowe. Travis Rowe is a moderator. He's got authority that uh, maybe have some bias or influence in this situation. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and open up the court to this situation because I kind of think maybe something's going on here. It's time for fantasy football. Okafer, what are you thinking? You're gonna challenge Travis? Are you crazy? I mean, I can see Kill. one thing because I can't. He's the one that muted me. He's the one that muted me. I can't say when I misspelled something. Can you take that off the screen, Smitty, please? Can you what? Can you what? Take that off the screen because it's it's supposed to say. This show equals championships, and as you can see, I was doing it on my phone, and that doesn't work very well. I think I put chat championships or something like that. Oh, but, here, let, let me let me change Okafer, it for you. Let me let me change it for you. Okafer, I want to hear your argument, and I want Travis to beat you up okay. right now. Oh, uh, hey, okay. R- Russian, mute, Russian, mute it real quick, Russian, because we got so yeah, much feedback. Russian. Let's go. I want everybody on the phone line to be muted, but Travis Rowe right now, and we're entering fantasy football court. Um, this 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 is a, a very serious allegation that that Travis Rowe is placing upon the the, the doorstep of Okafer. Okafer came in and maybe lied to your honor and said that Smitty, I was that was talking you up. I was doing nothing but good things in the chat. I took a lap because I trusted him. Now Travis Rowe, our moderator, is here telling us that maybe Okafer was up to something he's claiming he wasn't up to. So the floor is Travis's. Everybody else stay muted. Travis, you have two minutes to make your case. Go. Um, I, I hate to disappoint everyone. It's not, not nearly as big a deal as it, as it seems to be. He, um, I knew what he was doing, and I was going to actually speak up and just tell you what he was doing. But uh, I was letting, trying to let people talk. But he kept going to chat. The getting annoyed. So as a moderator, I just said, you know, chill out, stop. And he just kept going and going and going. So I put him on timeout, and I was going to come in and just say, you know, he was doing that. That's 70%, you know, 
thing trying to keep track of you, but I'd already told him, you know, you're pissing off the chat, do it off the, you know, keep it to yourself or whatever. I don't know. I, I probably just told him to stop because okay. the chat was going nuts. And I try to keep it so the chat doesn't, so people don't start. Yeah, if, Den- if, if Denny's the out there, we could use a, a, a expert witness. If Denny's out there, Denny call in. We could use you right now. Let's go over to Okafer. Okafer, um, uh, Travis, thank you for not wasting the, the court's time. 52 seconds. That's a pretty pretty solid response. Very nightly, pa- nicely packed. Now we're going over to Okafer. Okafer, your, uh, your rebuttal? Yeah, that seems quite accurate for uh, what happened. Now, Chad going crazy. I don't know if I would say that. There was, Remember, you're under I didn't see any complaining. I saw comments on the takes every once in a while. Only person that said stop, and it just was right before I was about to finish too. I saw a stop from Chad, well, but I was like, I don't know. Okay. I one or two takes left. I think I've... I've, 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 I've I think I've heard all that's I need to hear. I had to, that's because I had to uh, delete several, um, let's call it profane messages directed at you so, you so no one would see them. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. So we're, what we're, uh, what we're saying here, Okafor, is you maybe were triggering some people in the chat uh, to be upset by your repeated, I was, I was pre- repeated bold predictions. My predictions okay. are so bold when you repeat them, it pisses people off. So I think that might have been part of I was the problem. To protect you, Okafor. I know because Okafor, you, you start you start repeating some of my bold predictions. People are going to think you're just running your mouth because some of them are so bold. You know what I'm saying? Kind of rubs people the wrong way. You say Kincaid's the next Kelsey, people go, "What? Kincaid's the next Kelsey? Okafor, stop saying that in the chat over and over. They can't handle it. You got to deliver it a certain way, Okafor. You're you're recklessly using the content. Um, I think I've heard all I need to hear. Okafer, are you okay if the chat decides whether you stay on the phone line or not? If they vote thumbs down and the jury of the, the chat, the chat of your peers gives me an overwhelming thumbs down and they hang up on you, are you okay with that verdict? And if they say thumbs up, you stay. I'm a man of the people, baby. Man of the people. By the way, I got snacks. You know, I, I got a, a vast supply of snacks. So you just, it's just people to remember, you know, when you're making your decisions. You just say, you just snacks? put that out there. Sna- you have snacks? snacks? What do snacks have to do with... How are snacks going to help me? How are snacks going to help me? How are snacks going to help me? Oh, whole collusion must be there. Oh, whole collusion must be there. Smitty, did I just say something? Yeah. Okafer, yeah. uh, he's, he's a good guy. He calls it all the time. Can we give him a break tonight and just let him stay on the line? It's not up to me. Uh, I know that... It's not the channel's gonna chat what they want to do, but you know he made a mistake. Let him learn from it, and let's keep him on because Okafor is a good part of the team here. I'm in a tough spot here. Okay, uh, mute if you could. Uh, uh, it's, it's so tough for me to tell. Russian. Yeah, Russian collusion is such a, a amazing man. Russian. We're gonna let a guy Russian named Russian collusion reason. decide this potentially um, in this court of law. Yeah. We're letting Russian collusion determine whether our court system is going to allow Okafor to stay. Um, This one's tough because, look, I got to go against the people. The people have been overwhelmingly throwing thumbs down here. I'm going to have to literally, like, make this a mistrial at this point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh I think I think he should stay. If, if I mean, I don't think he did anything wrong. He just didn't know that people were sniping right. at him because I was. I, I conclude. I, was I, conc- I conclude a mistrial. 
and it, it, it definitely helped. I think the court got bought, to be honest. There's some corruption going on here because <laughs> Russian Collusion dropped a $300 super chat and he just asked me for a favor. <laughs> what, what do you mean, corruption? Corruption? Russian <laughs> Yeah. Russian collusion corruption. All right, hang tight, callers. Let me go over to let me go over to uh, Travis real quick. Travis, did you have anything you wanted to add? Then I'm going to go to Avi or no Zach, and then Avi, and then Bobby. Go, um, go ahead. Yeah, per- first I'm just going to ask you. You might have got it. Like a, it was probably half an hour ago now. Marty Schultz said you he didn't write a message by asking the super chat, but he just had a question. Oh, so, thank you. Um, did you cover that, or do you want me to just read it? No, no, no. I got it right here. Marty, Marty, thank you. Marty, you still there? Didn't write my message in the super chat second pick. Okay, here we go. Marty, you just got to let me know. It's hard to see that when you don't include it, but I appreciate you. I don't want to discourage you from from ever uh, super chatting again, so we're taking care of you right now. I have the second pick in a 12-team league, 0.5 PPR. Who would you take there at the second overall pick, 0.5? If it's three wide receiver... PP, uh, uh, 0.5, I'm going Jamar Chase or JJ. Chase is my number one wide receiver. You're not crazy to go Bijan there. That's kind of what I would do if I was going to go RB or you convinced me, Smitty, these RBs are going to fly off the board, then I could get behind R- I could get behind Bijan. He's my number one running back. I'm not apologetic for it. It is what it is. Some people can't handle it. Bobby super chatting while he's on the phone line like an absolute monster. Bobby, I'm coming for you. Hang tight. I told you this this court's a little corrupt. Like Bobby's next on the phone line. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move Bobby to the front. You just super chatted. Uh, so end of the day, give me Chase. JJ's most likely nine times out of ten gonna go number one overall. So you're gonna get Chase, and I would take Chase, and I'd, I'd be I'd be smiling all the way to the bank. And then I potentially clu- uh, collusion. I'm adding you. Please just mute it real quick. Um, and, and then we'll come back over to you. If you need to interrupt for anything, just let me know and I'll be quiet, but we definitely got to have you muted. This is a very interesting, uh, conversation way of talking to Russian collusion. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, 0.5. So, so chase, give me chase, Marty, Marty, appreciate your super chat, but if you need RB, don't hesitate to go Bijan and let everybody laugh all they want. I could care less what people say, uh, when I go Bijan and people have a problem with it. Uh, Russian Collusion, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, Overcome dropped a $5 hauler, says Ron Navy, give up the uh, show for Lent this month. No, um, you know, he's got a lot going on right now. So uh, prayers up to Ron Navy and, and, and the family. Um, so just, you know, uh, just drop prayer emojis for him if you could. Bobby, appreciate your super chat. I think you're on the phone line right now. Secured trade down from three to seven. 14, 23, 34. It's not official, but I have a second. I have second thoughts. It's a three wide receiver PPR flex. Chase at three, Bijan at seven. Um, first of all, you don't know if you're getting Chase at number three. Uh, but you get Bijan. So you'd be okay. But you'd rather get Bijan at seven than get him at three. And so it makes sense to trade down. But you're not even guaranteed Bijan at seven, to be honest with you. You just you don't know. You don't know what someone could do. They could get cute, and then what do you do? Then I almost don't like the trade down as much. I love Bijan. But if you get Bijan at number seven, you accomplish what you need to accomplish, and you end up getting that move up. I don't mind it at all. Bobby, is this your super chat? I think it is, right? Yeah, it's me. Um, so what was your what was your move up? You moved up from what to what? You traded down from three to seven. So I have the yeah, I have the three pick, and I traded down to seven. I got his second round, 
So the 14, so the early second round pick, I kept my early third round and then I swapped up to the early fourth round. So I took his early fourth round pick. So you went. Now the thing is, is that. Go ahead. You went from this dotted line here to here. So you got the number seven overall pick. You moved. What was your pick? You moved what to what? Just tell me what you moved to where. I went from three to seven. Okay. And then I went from, what, 18 to 14? Okay, so you went from 18 to 14. Okay. And then you moved where? And and then I, I, keep, my, I keep my three, so that's a 23 overall pick. Okay. And then I went from 38 to 34 in the fourth. Okay. And I have the early fifth round and a later sixth round. Okay. So, so those are nice move ups because, you know, this could get you fields or it could get you Gibbs or it could get you somebody important. This could get you Garrett Wilson or Amon Ra versus having to go Olave. I don't know if that's important to you because I love Olave too, but I definitely would rather have uh, Garrett Wilson or, or, uh, or, you know, St. Brown. And if you end up getting Bijan, at the end of the day, what I would tell you is if you get Bijan at seven and Garrett Wilson here, that's better than going Jamar Chase here and not getting, let's say, Tony Pollard here. But if you get Chase and Pollard versus Bijan Garrett Wilson, guess what? It's probably even Steven. So I, I don't hate it either way. I don't think you're making a mistake going either direction. If you don't get Pollard here, though, because this, this pick is, it's hard to imagine Pollard falling here. But you never know. If he fell to this territory, Chase and Pollard is equal. But I kind of feel like you have you have a better chance of getting Bijan at seven and Garrett Wilson or St. Brown here than getting Pollard here, you know, to go with your Chase. But it's, it's kind of up to you and what your suggested rank on your platform that you're drafting on, what that ADP indicates. If Pollard's top 12 on that platform and he can be on ESPN, I think, or Yahoo, one of the two, he's ranked a lot higher um, than he should be. And it's unfortunate, but... Chase Pollard, Bijan, Garrett Wilson would be even Steven, and I'd probably, probably lean, I guess, I don't know. It's really close. I love both of them, bro. So I do know that I would end up getting Chase at three because I know the first guy is probably taking JJ. Well, then again, he might take Chase, but. You don't know anything. Um, you don't know anything. And I don't mean, but, that, I don't mean right. that disrespectful way. I do know that the second guy, though, just because I asked everybody, yeah, but you don't know. Pretty much, you... most people told me what they're what they're going for, so I have a high chance of getting chased at three. Yeah, but, so Are I'm you... kind of going back and forth though. Like on my picks, because it is a three wide receiver, two PPR or two running back, and a flex. So I can start up the four wide receivers or three running backs. And I'm thinking, you know, if I did end up getting chased, or I, I do like um, the Kelsey build off the top too. Um, but I was going to go, if I went Chase, I'd do Chase and Olave because he's dropped the end of the second. I'm on ESPN. And uh, Pollard is probably going to go at 12. Um, and then I was thinking, too, if I, if I did make the trade, which is originally why I did this, was because I can get Bijan. And if I didn't get Bijan, I was honestly going to go um, Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra and then take uh, Gibbs in the third. And Ridley Watson, they're in the fourth on ESPN right now. You can't, you can't so, go wrong. You can't go wrong, bro. You can't go wrong. You just got to ask yourself. This is very simple. 
you got to ask yourself, do you want Chase or do you want Bijan? Because if you trade out of that three pick, you're not getting Jamar Chase. If you trade out of, if you don't trade out of it, you're you're probably not going to have the cojones. And that, I don't mean that disrespectfully either, but just because you would have moved down. So you're not going to be like, oh, screw it, like on draft day and pull the paper out of your pocket that says draft Bijan no matter what. <laughs> you're probably not doing that from the three spot. So I'm telling you, you just got to sit down and ask yourself, what player do I want more? Because you're going to own one of them and not the other. Which one are you going to want to watch on Sundays and let that dictate it because it's even Steven, bro? It's even Steven. It's an absolute good move either way. So really, I'm not too worried about Chase or Bijan. It's more how I want to structure my team because, you know, um, Walker's down in the sixth. Paul's down in the sixth to the seventh. I can get London in the seventh. Javante is seven eight. Um, Pacheco is seven eight. Um, so I mean, I can get a lot of other running backs down low as well. And then being that it's a three wide receiver, it's like, do I stack those early receivers? Only if it's best and player then available. Those running backs up. Only if it's best player available. I, you cannot stick to a plan. You can only go in with a loose base strategy based on some mock drafting, based on the ADP data in your specific format and league. You can't you can't take this this cookie cutter approach into it. You just got to go with the flow. But I'm but if you like what you're talking about, you're not worried about Bijan or Chase. If you really don't worry about it, why wouldn't you want to move your second rounder up? Why wouldn't you want to move your fourth rounder up? If you truly don't care about Bijan or Chase. I, I, that, so that's the only thing I'd tell you, and I, le- I leave it at that. Um, and, and and why don't you marinate on that for a second? Let me circle around the phone line. We'll come back, and then if you have a follow-up at the end, you can ask me a final question on it. But in general, I'd say if you don't care, then that's probably the best approach to go. Um, uh, hang tight for me. Hang, yeah. Yeah. Hang tight, though. Am I having feedback now or no? I'm not. Let's see. Okay. Not not right now. What did you do different, Russian? Okay. I I started my phone. Okay. Um. So one thing I think that what I what I hear from the, the person I'm just talking was he's talking about people. He's talking about players, right? Mm-hmm. He's not talking about what you talk about, which is best player available. So I think he needs to go back to that. Because if he has the first or the seventh pick, he still could get Bijan. I don't know how what his league format is and stuff, but you you can't go, you can't talk players. You have to talk about the best player at that time of your pick. So don't move up or move back if you think you can get a player well, that you want a little later in the draft. Well, collusion. What he's that's wanting what to. he talks about all the time. Yeah. And I think that's what he's trying to tell you right now is don't Put don't make down, a move yeah. like this that's going to hurt you in the long run. Put down, yeah. And I think you're going to be you're going to be fine. But what he's wanting to do, Collusion, that's is he's right wanting to he's know. wanting to he's wanting to move up. Thank you, Collusion. He's wanting to move up to three to get Chase. Uh, or I'm sorry, to move down to seven to get Bijan because he, he he instead of taking Chase or he'll take Chase at three. So he's moving down potentially to target Bijan. Um, but but what he said is correct, though. If you don't care about Chase or Bijan, and all you care about really, because you love both of them, is that lower portion, moving your second round up, moving your fourth round up, those are all things that are going to put you in a better position to land Walker, to land Gibbs, to land Ridley, to land players that you probably shouldn't be getting, to land Fields, you know, whatever. 
So ultimately, you just got to ask yourself what, because I think that I think it's close either way. All right, hang tight. Let me let me circle around the phone line. If you got a follow up question, definitely hit me. Let's go over to uh, Zach. Hey, Smitty. Can I, hey, Smitty. Yeah. Uh, can I can I jump in real quick? I, I got to run. Yeah, Travis, go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. Um, no, I was just going to ask. Um, one, it kind of relates to that um, throne league too. But one, um, what, what do you see? Chigakonko as now with Burke's gone, do you, does, does he change? And then two, um, is this year any different? I know there's, I know people stray away from rookie tight ends, but it seems like, you know, Kincaid, Musgrave, um, I think there was another one I'm not thinking of. And it seems like there may be more, you know, solid to good tight ends this year. I mean, last year it was a complete crap dude after the first couple. So um, do you prefer to wait on guys and, what do you see as a conquo? Um, we we can't uh, with Burks going now. So I, I like a conquo. Burke Burks, by the way, I don't know if we even uh, pulled that up yet. Uh, Burks has the LCL injury. Pro- probably looking at LCL is the uh, on the side of the leg. You've got this LCL on the outside of your leg. Um, you have the ACL in the middle. You have the PCL in the middle. You have the MCL, which is on the inside. That's the most painful of the ligaments to tear. By the way, the LCL, it's very, very hard to, to tear it in half. It's very rare to snap that. You can tear the MCL very badly to the point where you need to have surgery. Most times when you tear your LCL, surgery is not necessarily required because it's very hard to damage it to the point where they have to actually repair it. And if you do, you're in, you're in some serious trouble. Normally, you tear your ACL, you snap uh, your ACL in half or your PCL in half. And then you tear your LCL to the point where you need a little bit of surgery or you tear your MCL to the point where you need a little surgery. A lot of times with ACL tears, as long as the knee doesn't go like sideways or like that or, you know, snap in half like in a crazy way, you a lot of time will just tear your MCL over here on your inside of your knee and the LCL on the outside. You'll tear it enough to where it can heal without surgery. Um, Burks, I don't know if he's going to need surgery. Doesn't sound like he's going to. He escaped an ACL tear, which is good, although they could find something later. There could be meniscus tear that they didn't suggest or talk about, and that could have happened while we were alive. But but he's out for, uh, I would say, a good month. Because if he rushed back, especially the way things are going for him, if he rushed back earlier than a whole month from today or longer, he's just going to get hurt. He just has the vibe of this thing's not going well for him. So Oconquo certainly has amazing potential, not to mention they have carved out planned play designs for him. They have design plays for him. He just got going at the like the end of the year. They started getting him on his horse. He's getting better. He's going to continue to get better, and he's got a whole lot of potential. I love everything about Chig Oconquo, and if I had to identify two tight ends that could be top five tight ends outside of the top 10 drafted tight ends because usually outside of the top 10 tight end finds his way into the top five or six every single year it seems it is Chigakonkwo or it is Dalton Kincaid or it's Cole Komet uh those are guys that I very very much love for that that hidden gem type of uh uh rise at the tight end position Kincaid is a rookie. Kincaid, uh, uh, Kincaid's a rookie. Laporte is a rookie. Luke Musgrave is a rookie. And usually rookie tight ends have waves of talent and, and flashes of brilliance, but their rookie season, because the tight end position is different than the wide receiver position, is different than the running back position. And truly, quarterback used to be similar. Quarterback, you never had a great quarter, you know, rookie year as a quarterback. That has now changed too. 
tight end is the one that hasn't really caught up and been lights out year one. However, every scenario where we can point fingers at that and say, oh, Hawkinson did really good in week one. It was like two touchdowns and 100 yards, if I remember correctly, Hawkinson. And then he did like nothing the rest of the year. And everybody was down on him. I said he was the breakout tight end of that coming sophomore season. I had him ranked higher than anybody in the industry, on according to Fantasy Pros. That helped me rank number one at the tight end position that year out of everybody because he broke out, Waller broke out. Those are two of my guys outside of the top 10 that I thought would be in the top five. They both landed. So if I had to predict who those guys are this year, it would definitely be Cole Komet third, uh, Kincaid and Okonkwo tied for, for first place as far as breakout tight ends go. The reason it's different than previous rookie years is situation. Hawkinson didn't have Josh Allen. Luke Musgrave didn't have who I love and believe in and keep pumping every single day, and people are starting to get behind it now, Jordan Love. Jordan Love's impressive. He's very impressive. And I've been trying to beat a drum on it for a while that his own defense continues to talk him up. And Jair Alexander, in a a not joking fashion, but it was ridiculous because we know it's not true, but it shows how passionate he is about him, how much he supports his quarterback, said he's the best quarterback in the NFL. We know that's not true. We're not morons. But when Jair Alexander says that over and over, you got to at least say, okay, he's obviously wrong. Jordan Love's not anything close to a top five quarterback. But when he says over and over, he's the best quarterback, he's the only quarterback I'd want, you know Facing him from a defensive perspective, the respect, the 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 way he's looking at him from his vantage point, he's seeing something that people don't know is coming. And so I really like Jordan Love. He looks poised. He's got weapons galore. The Green Bay Packers may have struggled with Aaron Rodgers at the end there, and that is not telling or indicative as to what Aaron Rodgers is going to do in New York. Sometimes things don't fit anymore. Sometimes players need to move on. Mentally, Aaron Rodgers took a big step forward in terms of wanting to play. He's already committed to two years with the New York Jets, and he barely wanted to play one more year for the Green Bay Packers. He rejuvenated himself. There's a lot of reasons why Aaron Rodgers is going to go on to have much success and be maybe a better player than Jordan Love is when Jordan Love will play better than Aaron Rodgers could have played in Green Bay had Aaron Rodgers returned to Green Bay. Sometimes things don't always make sense and line up the way you think they've got to to, to actually like explain what's going on. Jordan Love's going to ball out. Jordan Love's going to ball out. Luke Musgrave, back on point, is going to be fed. They, they have a, a wide receiver room that's very light and thin. They've got Dobbs, and he's potentially, you know, capable of, of disappointing but also surprising. I like him a lot, but he did this last offseason. I think he could very much, like, thrive or he could go away, whatever. Uh, Christian Watson, I believe, is 100,000% here to stay. He was targeted like a monster at the beginning of that game. He had two catches for six yards. Dobbs caught the touchdown pass. I get it. But Christian Watson had a deep ball broken up. He also had an overthrow, which I don't blame on Love. It was placed where it was either incomplete or not, you know, or caught, not intercepted. So people can rip on it all they want. But two big plays would have went to Christian Watson. He's looking his direction. Christian Watson is getting spoon fed. He's six foot four, runs a four two eight forty. Watson to the moon. Dobbs could be really, really good. No one's saying he's not a sleeper. Point is, Luke Musgrave's in a room of pass catchers where there's volume. He's a big boy. Love's going to lean on him. Love's going to make mistakes. Love, even though he's going to be great, is going to look for Musgrave and potentially fast track him. Love Musgrave. Laporta, same thing. Jamison's out for six weeks. The wide receiver room's a little light. 
Laporta thrown to the Wolves. Kincaid catching passes in a place where there's touchdowns just being handed out like candy in Buffalo. So these are three very rare situations where a rookie tight end can evolve quicker than normal. And to answer the question at the end of the day, uh, Travis, great question. I know you got to go. <laughs> is Kincaid is in a very oh, unique situation and could be the next Travis Kelsey. Maybe he's not that up to par and exiting, you know, his first year, he could be like Christian Watson last year, ups and downs, and then boom, goes off at a certain point. You're like, wow. Like, that could be how his rookie season unfolds, and we have to have patience. And if he doesn't do anything in week one, if Kincaid catches two passes for 12 yards a week one, the fantasy football landscape, everybody that believes in my Kincaid prediction now, 50% of them, 50% of them will be in the chat saying, Smitty, panic, Kincaid is absolute garbage. What do I do with them? Should I cut him? Hey, Smitty, should I cut Kincaid for Dulcich? We're going to see it all over the place exiting week one because no one's listening. Kincaid might, might not, might take, probably will take some time because he's a rookie, but he's in a great environment to get his feet thrown to the fire and evolve by midseason, and you've got to have patience with him. To answer your question, Russian, appreciate you. Do you do you, um, do you do you think either of those? I, I know we don't know yet, but it almost seems like those Laporte or Musgrave they, they could be like a mid mid season monster type, right? That they get going after a while and then yeah. take off as the year goes on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, I'm gonna jump. I'll listen to the rest off. Uh, All right, thanks, Schmitty. yeah, appreciate you, uh, Schmitty. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Thank you, Schmitty. Schmitty to the moon. Moonshot or standing ovation, depending on how tired I am. Uh, you're getting that every time you subscribe. Any new people subscribing to the channel get a shout out. You know, at the very least. Now ah, let's give them a standing. Oh, what am I doing? Lazy bones. <laughs> All right, I gotta go quick because it's it's 7:24 right now. Um, let me cycle around the phone line real quick. Uh, K Woods, you're live. You got literally 12 seconds, and I'm hanging up. So you better ask quick. Go. Okay, so I have a 10-man Superflex League pick six. For the second round, what should I target? Should I target wide receiver? If there's a wide receiver, should I go Cup, Eckler, Diggs, Balls, Barkley? Should I just take it all and take Garrett Wilson? Best player available. Best player available, bro. Best player available. There's no there's no targeting a certain player. Like, what happens if, yeah, St. Brown or Garrett, like, I can't. I would just say ranking those guys. Uh, Garrett Wilson yeah. belongs in round one. St. Brown belongs in round one. Tony Pollard, in my opinion, belongs at the 12-13 turn. I like Nick Chubb a lot. He is a top of round two guy for me. It's not disrespectful. I think that's very respectful. He didn't score a single touchdown during the final six games of the season on the ground when Deshaun Watson entered the game and played the rest of the season. So now what so obviously the offense changed a little bit. Could it return back to Nick Chubb scoring touchdowns? Sure, that's why I'm back in at second round value, but I'm not putting him in round one, and I think I have more of a case to not put him in round one than anybody has a case to put him in round one because the last thing we okay, saw so, was disappointing. So, so my bad, just quick another one. So let's say on the board there's Cup, Eckler, Diggs, Barkley. In the second round, why would all those guys be available in the second round? Is this a four-man league or a three? It's a ten-man, ten-man super flex. Oh, super flex. Okay, that's, that explains it. Yeah. Uh, Bijan. Bijan. Bijan probably gets taken. Over uh, Dynasty. No, no, just PPR. So why I, I don't think Bijan's getting taken over Eckler and Cooper Cup, bro. 
I think the the speak is really competitive. I think Bijan will probably take the the ten eleven turn. I mean, look, I don't hate Cooper Cup, but he's risky because he's got the hamstring yeah. injury and he's coming back from a from a, a an ankle a tightrope surgery at the age of thirty. Now Tony Pollard had the same tightrope surgery. Tightrope is pretty crazy, but it, it looks crazy, but it's not. It's very successful, but he's thirty. So, and the fact that he's yeah. still struggling to get healthy from it, because he was when he injured his hamstring about a week and a half ago or a week ago, whatever it was, he was not 100%, but there's footage of him sprinting very fast on the sidelines, so I do believe he's getting back to speed. I don't hate that pick. I don't hate that pick in a redraft setting, super flex, cup in round two is not too bad. It's worth the risk. I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket with Cup, but would I draft him in one Superflex league and then the other one go a different direction? Yes. But take Bijan yeah. if it's me. I personally think yeah, that uh, St. Brown and, and Garrett Wilson are they're riskier. Or they're not riskier. They're, they're bolder takes, but I do think Garrett Wilson is going to have a top three to five season. If you believe Cup will, Cup's okay. not a bad pick there. Kelsey would be a fantastic pick there. Bijan, I think, Kelsey, will yeah. fall. To be honest with you, and your time is if up. If Bijan K- falls, if Bijan falls, I would love to take Bijan. All right, K, K- Woods. Call in yeah. tomorrow, pal. Appreciate you. Of course, no worries. Take care. All right, I, I got a real. I got to put a timer up. Uh, you got okay. Tw- Ten seconds is a little short, but I'm going to let's see. Stopwatch. You got thirty seconds, and then I'm I'm literally hitting the hang up button. So nobody get mad at me. I'm giving you the rules. I'm giving you the rules. Here it is, 30 seconds. Um, let me pause it here. Let me reset it here. We're going over to Zach. Zach, you have 30 seconds and I'm hitting the button. I'll still answer your question, but I'm, a- I'm actually hanging up on you after 30 seconds. Go. Okay, no worries. Um, I have an auction draft and I have this strategy that I'm thinking about implementing. Would you say it's a good strategy to draft Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase for like 70 each? And then just go light at running back like DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Kenneth Walker. Just get a bunch of those guys and have those two amazing wide receivers as my two wide receivers. All right. Um, thank you for the question. And you can listen offline. Appreciate you, Zach. Thank you so much. So Zach's question is is done. I'm literally hanging up at 30 seconds, guys. So great job, Zach. Zach to the moon for following moon. instructions. Absolute phenomenal execution. Um, so I would probably say I'd probably say this. That's called the, the two-headed monster. Your boy, like, I don't want to say I invented that, the two-headed monster, um, but definitely was a term I used um, 20-something years ago, and not a lot of people had mentioned that word. The two-headed monster traditionally is the RBRB. This was when Tomlinson was in the league. It was Marshall Falk and Tomlinson, two-headed monster. You spend all your, your drop your entire wad on Tomlinson and, and Falk-like type player. At the number one overall player, the number two overall player. They're always RBs. They dominated everybody. And I I deployed this time and time and time and time and time again. And then I ended up getting like a equivalent to an Aaron Rodgers at $1 or free. I ended up getting a George Pickens type player on top of all that. And if you can, if you can do that and people run out of money and you have players that you really shouldn't have, you got a Pacheco and a, and a Pickens and a Tank Dell and potentially uh, an RB that I can think, like a bunch of little Deuce Vaughns and, and, and all that, you could potentially do that with a double wide receiver and uh, you know or a double running back. The only problem with that, why I would say I wouldn't necessarily 
go that route this year is how much of a difference is Garrett Wilson going to be from Jamar Chase or JJ? If you believe it's complete light years ahead of him, if you think St. Brown and Garrett Wilson and Alave and Ridley can't have cups of coffee to the tune of like 50 to 80 points in different differential amount of, of scoring, then if you think it's going to be like 150 points or something like that, then by all means try it. But I'd rather go get a Lave for like more than half the price of one. I'd rather go get Ridley for half the price of one and then go get Gibbs and Walker. And then you have four guys. And I, so I, I don't really, Smitty, approve that strategy with the depth that's at running back and wide receiver and quarterback, all the positions, and tight end. Tight end's deep this year. People that say tight end's always shallow, they don't know what they're talking about. The tight end pool is so deep. Some of our favorite guys are well outside of the top 10 tight ends. So I don't, Smitty, approve this strategy in 2023 because the player pool is so deep. Over to uh, Bobby. Bobby, you got 30 seconds. Go. Bobby, you got 25 seconds. Go. Uh, I think I'm good, honestly. I think I'm going to end up going with the trade. I appreciate it. I'm moving up in the rounds. I'll take best player available in each of those rounds, and that's pretty much the reason why I made the trade anyway. Bobby, appreciate you. We're going to go with it. All right, call in later. Appreciate Thanks. you, man. Uh, let's go over to Okafor. Okafor, you've got 30 seconds. Go. So I was going to add to the Traylon Burks thing. I know it said he's out for one to six or two, two to every six weeks or whatever. But I was doing some scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that they said his performance might be hurt for the first up to six weeks he's back. So just watch out for that, I guess. Yeah, not to mention so he's got breathing issues. Like, got you know, I'm not trying to make fun of it or anything, but, like, this is this, – look, we gotta we got to be critical of a player and he's got breathing issues. Thank you. Okafer. You can listen to the response offline. Appreciate you very much. Uh, and, uh, and I'm glad you stayed on the phone line and thank you for all that you do, even though I'm hard on you sometimes. Okafer, I do appreciate you later, pal. <laughs> um, yeah. Burks has got a lot of reasons to say, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this experiment, you know, breathing issues, kind of disappointing, you know, season last year. Now he's got, you know, potential injury concerns. Knee issues are never great. Um, he's going to be behind behind in terms of you know getting embedded in this offense. Hopkins is there to gobble up targets. Aconquo uh, is going to get off to a hot start. There's just no reason to go after Traylon Burks. Where are you getting him? Is McKinnon available? I'd rather have a running back named Jarek McKinnon. Is uh, is you know are you taking him anywhere near Pickens in round seven? You better not be. And even if let's say Tank Dell's on the board in round fifteen, give me Tank Dell over. Traylon Burks, who's got an LCL injury. Like, no thank you. Hawkinson, second in Minnesota, said overcome. I'm sorry, I didn't answer this yet, overcome. Overcome, are you still here? Hawkinson, second in Minnesota? I would say so. I would say for sure, 100%. Um, Addison is, look, he's got a lot of upside, but he's not ahead of Osborne, essentially. So I don't know that he. it's possible for him to, to gain this momentum yet. Could he become the number two over Hawkinson? Absolutely could. You know, but but at, at first, Hawkinson will be the number two target in Minnesota, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, Keith, you got 30 seconds, bro. Go. Okay. Half PPR, 10 team. Here's my team. I want you to tell me what you think. Deshaun Watson, Saquon, Jameer, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Jared Judy, Brees Hall, Jake Moody, 
Rochelle, Rashad White, George Pickens, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Jamal Williams, Rashad Bateman, Daniel Jones. I got three receiver tight end spots, two running back. I'm done. Thank you, Smitty. Hey, that's a really good team. And let me just add real quickly that that I don't know that I'm going to take a lap yet on Moody. I said Moody was a sleeper uh, kicker to pick up. He missed both his field goals in, in the last uh, preseason game. And, and honestly, I, I was screaming at the TV. I looked at it and I said, Shanahan, you're going to F me somehow, some way. Because Shanahan is just absolute, just unraveling of everything that, that you say, predict, go toward, everything. Everything. Shanahan's like a, a curse when it comes to you know, player predictions. And even, even saying that someone's going to bust, you know, it could go against you. Because Shanahan's just the reverse of whatever. And I'm sitting there looking at the screen. I swear to you. I swear to you. Moody's lining up the kick. And they drafted this guy really early. He's got a great leg. He's a very good prospect. And I thought the Niners were crazy smart to draft him as early as they did. Would they take him in the third round or fourth round? What was it? It was really early. And I'm sitting there watching the TV right here. And it's sitting right here. And I'm sitting there. And he lines up. His first missed kick. I go, he's missing this kick. I know it. I know it. Shanks the kick. Son of a... And I'm, bro, I'm so pissed. He lines up for a second kick, and I go, he's going to miss it. There's no way he makes this kick. This is like when you got money on the line, and you just know it's going to go the wrong way. And I'm just sitting there watching. Shanks the kick right. It was so far right. I could have went out and smashed that myself. I would have nailed that kick. So I don't know how I feel about Moody right now because it's tied to Shanahan. But but that, the only, that's the only thing I was going to say. Your team's great. Good job. Uh, always look to buy low, sell high as you approach the next weeks and months, and especially going into the season, we'll we'll hit high, low, buy low, sell high all the time. Appreciate you, Keith. Call in any time. I got you in the Thank phone line, you. and we'll get to we'll get to your more time for you next time. I'm sorry, bro. You good, brother? Avi, I, I, you know, I know you haven't talked at all yet. I'll give you I'll give you 45 seconds, Avi. I appreciate that, Smitty. It's all good. I, I love when other people talk. So, um. Bijan take, look, I've been a Christian McCaffrey fan since he was at Stanford, and I and I understand your side of Bijan. I totally think he could be RB1. I would take McCaffrey personally, but in fantasy football, you got to understand people's sides, and I totally get your side about Bijan. So I, I, and I want to say one thing to everyone. Fantasy football is week to week. Like, things are going to change rapidly throughout the season. For We're sure. having a lot of fun right now debating and stuff, but as we get closer – you know, things unfold, and Smitty's the best at changing his point of view. We're going to miss, and we're going to be right. So just listen to Smitty week by week. Stuff always changes. Yeah, and I think, and I appreciate that. I think I think the the, the Brees yeah. Hall situation is a perfect example of, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way because I don't want anybody to walk away from Brees Hall and think, okay, Smitty's not on board. He's a little shaky. You know, it's kind of like when you're, you're, uh, you're general, you're at, you're, in, you're at the front line of a war and your general turns to you and goes, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, like, you, what do you mean you don't know what to do? You're leading us. Like, I don't want anybody to get that vibe or feeling when I say this, but look, it feels like he's going to start slower than any of us wanted. And we have to accept that And your pre Dalvin Cook signing news self is going to be very pissed off that you paid full price for Brees Hall, but it's still going to be okay. You can't sell them low. Hold on to Brees Hall with a Kung Fu grip. Steve, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Hold on with a Kung Fu grip. Don't you dare trade Brees Hall on the cheap, but don't think because he's starting slow 
and Dalvin Cook's there, that Dalvin Cook won't get injured because he's always he's older. He's got the shoulder surgery. As I said the other night, they mixed up his MRI with King Tut, who they brought into the hospital. They did an MRI scan on King Tut. They did an MRI scan on Dalvin. They mixed up the files. They couldn't tell whose shoulder was who. They, their shoulders look identical. And King Tut's been in a tomb for how many years? This guy's going to get hurt at some point. Okay, he's going to get hurt at some point, and I know people are going to say that's a crazy take. It's not. This guy's been literally put in a coffin. Nails have been nailed in. They walk him off the field. He pops up, runs back onto the field. You're like, oh, I thought he was done for the season. He's always getting banged up and hurt. So if anybody doesn't think, and the, the schedule at the beginning of the year is so brutal for the New York Jets in terms of the run that they're going to run Dalvin Cook into the ground potentially through the first four weeks. This is by design to let Brees Hall get fully unleashed walking into weeks like four, five, six. It could be as late as round or week six. But here's the kicker. Even if he gets a slow start, like let's say he has one touchdown in the first three weeks, 110 total yards in the first three weeks, and we're all going, what in the hell? We're buying low. Obviously, he's going to be on the buy low list for the first three, four weeks of the season. You're going to hear me going, buy Brees Hall low, buy Brees Hall low. By Brees Hall low. I might even do a preemptive show on 10,000 times by Brees Hall. By Brees Hall. By Brees Hall. 10,000 times in a row in, pre- in preparation for the panic that's going to ensue after week one. Go buy him from every panic Peter out there. But the thing is, his newfound value in round five or six, I'm not saying four. I like Ridley better in four. I like Walker better in four. Doesn't mean I don't love Brees Hall, but this is a business. And we got to make the right decisions and try and roll the dice that Hall will fall to five. And if he doesn't fall to five, that's a league. You rolled the dice on. It didn't work out. You made a smart business decision to go with Walker and you move on from there. The next draft, you try and roll the dice. If he falls into five, if you get Brees Hall in five, you're winning a league. If you get Brees Hall in five, you're winning a league. Absolutely, plain and simple, no question about it in my mind. I'm not wavering. I'm not a wavering William. I'm not a panicked Peter. I'm not a uh, a nostalgic Ned. I'm literally telling you that in my bones, I'm telling you, you're going to win a league if you get Brees Hall in round five or six. And everybody running away from Brees Hall right now at the go-forward value, forget about the past. Forget about the past. It means means nothing. Don't reflect on the past. They say in psychology, if you look to the past, you're depressed. If you look to the future, you've got anxiety. Let's have anxiety. Let's have anxiety together. Let's go toward the future. Go toward the anxiety light. Let's go get Brees Hauled. Okay, all of us. Because we're winning leagues at five and six round value. Plain and simple. Avi, appreciate you. Wait, can I say two more things? Sure. Real quick. so, like, if you want Brees Hall, set up your team, like, the first four weeks, you know, to have Brees Hall on the well, bench or something. Well, and Justin Fields yes. is quarterback, too. Go get Fields, boy. Yeah, Fields to the moon. All right, appreciate you. I'll be later. Uh, I mean, you, later, later. You, you definitely, you're, you're drafting him in around five to set yourself up that way. Okay, uh, let, let's go ahead and go over to uh, Donnie Bravo. You've got 45 seconds because I haven't let you talk yet. I'm very, very apologetic for that. The show is a busy show. What can I do? Appreciate you. Go, Donnie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to make it quick. So I'm seventh pick, half TPR, 10 team lead. Um, I feel like the people that are going to fall to me are Kelsey and Cup. 
So I wanted to get your opinion on if I should choose Pollard as my first pick, just because I like on the way, like on the way back, that I like the receivers that are available to me. And I feel like if I go with a wide receiver like Cup, um, I'm not going to be able to get Pollard or Chubb on the way back. So I just wanted your opinion on that. So your question is going Chubb in round one. Is that what you said? Pollard. Pollard. A Pollard in round one or Cup in round one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like pretty much like the the wide receivers on yeah. round two are more favorable to me rather than me going Cup or even Kelsey on yeah. the first round. And then when I'm choo- trying to choose a, a running back in round two, I'm going to be left with Josh Jacobs or um, or JT. Yeah, but here, here, I, I don't want that. You yeah. As you hear me preach a lot, and I am like a broken record with it, but it's not because it's not because when I say best player available, and you hear me say it over and over, I want you to please understand that that leads you down a road of going whatever avenue is the best avenue. Like it's almost like the gatekeeper of wide receiver, wide receiver, the gatekeeper of running back, running back, the gatekeeper of hero RB or double hero RB or whatever the case may be. Going best player available doesn't eliminate those fun options. It's just the gatekeeper saying, okay, go this way where where hero RB is or go this way where zero running back is or go this way where running back, running back makes sense. I, I, I can't really tell you. All I can tell you is that every time you're on the clock, take the best player available. And if it feels even, then go position and then that way you're set up with your predictive you know analysis of hey wide receivers will be good here running backs will be good here you got to trust your gut with that but at the same time I would say this I feel like there's no dead zone for wide receiver there's no dead zone for RB no matter what analyst tells you there's dead zones there's not not this year there's no dead zone there's no dead zone anywhere in fantasy football in 2023 there's not There's no quarterback dead zone. There's no wide receiver dead zone. There's no running back dead zone. And by the time it dries up, that's what it is. It's the position dried up. It's not that there's a dead zone. There's no more zone. And so for me, I literally, sometimes on my underdog drafts, I'll open up the draft and I'll click my team. I'll look at it, see where the balance is, swipe up, look down the lineup or look down the list and go, who's the best player, best player? Ridley's the best player here no matter what. Ridley, boom. And I love drafting like that because I'm not thinking about, I'm not overthinking it. I'm taking the best player available. I put myself in the mindset to make sure I wasn't like zero running backs and three wide receivers in that league. I do so many underdog drafts. I I needed to see it for a minute, see how the balance was. Then I returned to the draft and I literally just go, who's the best value? Walker's the best value. Punch it. I don't care if I've got two wide receivers and two running backs and I want three wide receivers. I'm taking Walker. He's the best player available. So, in general, I'll say Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, in one is perfect. And if Pollard doesn't fall to your round two pick, then, you know, bro, I'll tell you, he's one of the only round two guys that I like. I'll be honest. But you go with the double-decker. The double-decker approach is you go Garrett Wilson, you go Amon Ross St. Brown, and then you go Gibbs and Walker, you go Gibbs Fields and Walker, and you have yourself potentially two top 10 running backs still. And you have yourself two potential top seven or eight wide receivers. And you have yourself a potential top three quarterback. So so there's nothing wrong with Garrett Wilson, St. Brown. Both could be top five. There's nothing wrong with Gibbs and Walker. Both could be top 10. 
one could be top five and Fields could be number one. Like that's a phenomenal build. So don't pigeonhole or put yourself in a box because of position. Just try and make the best educated guess you can. If you've mock drafted and you say to yourself, yeah, I, I really do love going Pollard here or whatever, then do it, bro. Do, do what you feel is right. Pollard is a top 12 overall player to me. That's why I did the video yesterday on Tony Pollard. I believe this right now to my to the core of my, my being. And in my bones, I believe that this guy's got top five potential. Will it unfold that way? Will, will McCarthy ruin the offense? Trying to un, unravel it a little bit and go run heavy instead of letting the balance allow the run to take control? I don't know. I don't know. There are some red flags with the offense. No red flags with him. He is literally the number one. He led all running backs in the National Football League in yards after contact. He's an efficient five-yard per carry monster. I love him at the 12-13 turn. I don't know that I love him at eight, but I love him at the 12-13 turn. And you just got yourself uh, you know, a dilemma, but but go best player available. Appreciate you, bro. You can call in tomorrow and we'll discuss it further. Okay, thank you, Smitty. Later, Donnie. Um, Grant, you've got 45 seconds. Yeah, Smitty, real quick. Uh, so we drafted, 49ers drafted Jake Moody in the third round. Questionable decisions based on the offensive line approach, but don't worry. I mean, I don't know if you're a big fan of Tucker, but he missed two, I think he was two for four in his preseason game, first ever preseason game, so don't sound the alarm yet. I'm a big Jake Moody guy. I like uh, him. Secondly, I listened to your grave, uh, Graveyard uh, show last night, and something that has made me scratch my head all day, and I have my draft tomorrow, is you had Jordan Love above Deshaun Watson. From what I heard, or you're a little bit more high on Jordan Love um, over, or, over Deshaun. For me, that just seems mind-boggling. Um, and I don't Why? know if it's because I'm a, Why? seen Jordan Love a lot, but can you explain that to a little bit to me? And I'm going to call in tomorrow, but unless you want to talk about that tomorrow, yeah. I'm just, I was just concerned about that. So a, a cost of entry, cost of entry is included in that comment. Do I take, do I take Deshaun Watson okay. in round 10 or 11, or do I just wait for Jordan Love to be my backup quarterback and draft Jordan Love in round 13, 14, wherever the hell he's going to fall, depending on your league? Give me Jordan right. Love. Give me Pickens or whatever wide receiver could fall. Give me McKinnon. Give me that extra player. I don't necessarily believe in Deshaun Watson. You tell me. What's Deshaun Watson done? And I don't mean this in a, an aggressive way, Grant. I'm just passionate about it. Yeah. You tell me what Deshaun Watson's done this offseason to prove that he's going to not do what I said he might do, which is flop on his face a little bit. Be good enough to not be replaced. I'm not saying he's going to be replaced or absolutely bust, but everybody keeps saying he's going to be good this year, Smitty. He's got a finally he's got an he's got an offseason to prepare. Last time we saw this offense, he did well the final two weeks for sure. Like he did a lot better. But we have a very small sample size of him bouncing back. Nick Chubb was definitely not the same running back. He did good yards per carry-wise. He did good yardage-wise. But he scored not one single touchdown right. on the ground. The offense definitely changed when, when Deshaun Watson came back. And when can we not be predictive? You know, especially if I'm telling you cost of entry. I'm not saying I draft Jordan Love ahead of Watson, but I want Love on my roster more than I want Watson on my roster. And you know what? I said that about a week and a half ago. Uh, I know you you heard it last night because I was repeating it last night. But about a week and a half ago or a week ago, whatever it was, I lose track of, of how many shows we do because we do so many and it feels like it's all running together. But but I said that on a live stream, and the chat went a little bonkers. And they said, oh, my God, that's a, that's a wild take. What do you think people are saying today 
off of the preseason game. Jordan Love throwing a dime pass over to Dobbs, looking good in the pocket. The commentators talking him up. He looks poised. He's doing. Guess what? Not so crazy right now. And it's not going to be crazier every single week we move into it. Why can't Jordan Love be good? We've seen it. We've heard it. It's not like Deshaun Watson's done anything more to prove your point or whoever's point is that Watson should be over Jordan Love. Oh my God, this is crazy. Love's done more to, to prove my argument right than anybody else's counter argument for Watson. The only thing people are going to do is say, we haven't seen it yet. It's always uncomfortable until it's not, bro. It's always going to be that way too. Jalen Hurts was a laughing stock to people when we said he's a top, not five, top one to five quarterback last year. Steal of drafts around six and seven. People laughed their asses off when we punched that out there over and over and over and beat that drum. It was uncomfortable until it's not. Jordan Love, not saying he's Deshaun or not saying he's Jalen Hurts, but he certainly could be a seven to ten quarterback in the National Football League. Not saying he's seven. I'm not necessarily saying he's 10 either. He could be somewhere in between. He could be 7 to 12. That 8 to 14 is a very close-knit group. It could be 25, 30, 40 points to separate number 7 from number 12. So understand the the, 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 the logic here and just say that, okay, he, he he's moving good. He's fluid in the pocket. He's got weapons. He's mobile. He's throwing the football well. He's got a good defense he gets to go against and practice every day. That defense, said good defense, says this guy's the real deal over and over and over. He's leading the boys. The, the defense loves him. They climb on his back during interviews and get him in a headlock. When do you see that happen? When do you see that happen? This shows support. It shows a lot of underlying support and confidence that this team has in general for Jordan Love. They drafted him really high. There's a lot of pedigree involved there, and he's learned behind Aaron Rodgers for a long period of time, and I sniff no signs of busting for Jordan Love. Love him. Love, I, I, love. Yeah, I hear you. Um, again, I'm going to call back tomorrow. I want to chat about some other stuff, but just in terms of this topic, like I'm getting some PTSD vibes from like the 49ers, and this is exactly like – what I was hearing at KBR like all the time about Trey Lance. And, you know, I, I hear you. I, I do think my hesitancy is like, I think a lot of people have recency bias. And of course, I don't think the media helps that with Deshaun Watson. And I'm not saying you are using that as a factor in creating uh, Jordan Love as the cost of entry over Deshaun Watson. I think my only hesitancy is like preseason, I, I get it, but it's such a small snapshot. And I just haven't seen Jordan Love lead a team yet. And, and I know that sounds a little cliche, but. I think Deshaun Watson still has that dude in him, and I think that, you know... I why, think though? Why, though? Lot, okay, but, but real quickly, why, though? Why do you still feel that? Have you seen anything? Other than, like, he did look, like you said, promising at the end of the year, but other than that, I mean, in the offseason, have you seen it? Because he's been spotty in camp, bro. And I think what this comes down yeah, to... Yeah, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks. Look, look, look for, for, for perfect example, look, like, Brock Purdy is doing terrible. I mean, he's thrown an interception seven days in a row. I know, I know. A lot of people don't realize that he's... Huh? I know, and you should be worried about that. No, not at all, because if you look at Brock Purdy's interception rate last offseason, it was 5.9%, I want to say, in 2022. He comes in and throws 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, doesn't lose the game until he gets his elbow blown out. So I don't think offseason, when you're throwing against in which the Cleveland Browns do, their quarterback system is second to none. I mean, they only allowed 196 yards per game. I think they offered like an 83.6 passer rating, something crazy like that. I just think that there's this this per, like there's perception of offseason being lo and behold, and this is who we're going to put in. But we've seen this always not work out the way that we think it is. If Jordan Love was that guy, Smitty, and I respect your opinion, but he would have been starting last year. They would have got Aaron Rodgers the fuck out of there. 
Um, and we would have we would have been talking about not Marty true, Green not true, Wilson, not true. If if Brock Purdy was that good, he would have started a week one last year. You can't use that you, there, the, until a guy rises into a position. There's pay, mm-hmm. there's there's money amounts and all that. You can't say that. Look, look, you 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 don't have an opportunity until you have an opportunity. In the case in the case of Aaron Rodgers, it's always been that they've wanted to move on for the last like two years, and they haven't because they've got Aaron Rodgers there. You're not moving on with Aaron Rodgers on the roster. Come on, man. They've been wanting to move on, but but the same logic could be applied. That why did Brock Purdy not start last year? Because he didn't have the opportunity, and, and maybe they they drafted him for a reason. So let's not pretend that they didn't know what they maybe had in him. They drafted him. They drafted him. So let's give credit to the Niners scouting uh, department and everything that goes on there because you guys have one of the best uh, abilities uh, to go get deep guys like George Kittle, Brock Purdy. You do it over and over and over. It's your it's your uh, uh, yeah. your GM or not your GM your um your uh, what's his name um uh what's your, what's his name no 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 your 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 scouting guy that that potentially could be ripped from you next offseason. Um, he should be your GM. You're not so, talking about Chris Kubiak, no. No, 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 no. I'm blanking on his name, but somebody in the chat is going to tell me. Um, I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? Somebody tell me his name. Anyway, regardless, bro. Let, let me just let me just say this. We're we're eight minutes in. Okay, we're supposed to be 45 seconds. We're eight minutes in. Deshaun Watson is not a for sure bust, but he people are giving him too much uh, credit to just bounce back and too many people are playing this. I got to see it happen before I'll give Jordan love any sort of uh, confidence at all. And that's fine. That's your approach. You're more of a conservative Caleb. There's nothing wrong with Caleb's bro. We need you. We need you grant. We need you grant. Okay. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it can't happen. You know, am I taking a big bit of a risk? Maybe, but I'm, I'm saying the same thing to you, buddy. Watson's been stale for how long? And I don't know that Watson is going to necessarily turn it around and become this absolute monster again. Not to mention the the Browns screwed this up because DeAndre Hopkins was there for the taking. You could have paired those two back up together, and I would have been behind Watson to some degree. And they didn't do it. Not Lynch. Adam Peters. Thank you, Alex. Adam Peters. Adam Peters is the reason you have a lot of these late gem talents. And like every... Every part of your coaching tree, which Shanahan does have a good coaching tree, I will tell you, um, Adam Peters will be ripped from you and potentially be a, a GM somewhere or uh, you know whatever. So Adam Peters d- d- declined to like look for a job or go elsewhere this year. He's trying to build up himself. But Adam Peters is the reason um, that that you guys have a lot of the talent you have. Wouldn't be surprised if if. If a lot of the you know the bigger moves you guys think are John Lynch and, and Shanahan in terms of even like trades are really really refined by that guy. He's such a good talent evaluator. So Kittle, Purdy, all those guys. All right, hey, I gotta go. Uh, Grant, call him tomorrow. Pre- appreciate you yeah, later. I, I appreciate you, buddy. All right, uh, Russian collusion. Final thoughts. All right, my man. Reset that clock, will you? It's, yeah. It's pissing me off in the background. I took it off. All right, so a couple things here. A couple things here. Um, we got midseason monsters. We talked about them tonight. Uh, Kincaid and Laporta. They got to be on the list. Come on. And, uh, well, uh, well uh, Kincaid's, Kincaid's on the moon men list. So, like, I, I, I don't want to disrespect, yeah. but I don't want to disrespect him and just all of a sudden, like, it's almost like uh, if I was to take him, not off the moon men list, but just throw him on the midseason monster list when he's on the moon men list, 
that there's a reason Brees Hall that happened with Brees Hall. Brees Hall's on the movement yeah. list. He's right here. Yep. But we also threw him on the well, midseason monster list. Well, we think they're going to start off, you really think in case they start off strong? That's I, I think I think there's a very strong chance he does, and if he doesn't, I don't think it's midseason. I think it's something very early on, and if it isn't, it isn't. Okay. It's, it's I preach patience with Kincaid no, advice. No, I, I then I agree with that. I, I totally 100 percent agree with that. Yeah, Next there's no setback. Is, yeah, um, I'm in a dynasty, and this pick that this guy is trying to tell me, like I have the number seven, he has the number two. He's trying to trade me up for the seven to two, moving me up to the two, giving him the seven. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me unless he's thinking he wants Bijan. I'm thinking about taking Bijan at number two. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, what are you giving up to go to two? Or are you trying to go down to seven? What are you trying to do? No, he wants to. He wants to. He wants to go. He wants to go up to seven and me down to two. Up to two. Okay. Well, um, you know, if he, it, it, I mean, this is again that whole thing of do you want do you want Chase or Bijan for sure? You know, like what I, is? I want B, I'll take Bijan. Then I mean, you could probably get him at seven, but it's hard to know, bro. It's really, really hard to know. Right, but, but but why is he? Why is he asking? I mean, I don't know. Who, who is it? Who is that seven that he would actually potentially want that bad? He probably just is, doesn't want to decide. He probably says, "Give me, give me Cup, give me Hill." Sometimes people are so simple that they want the decision to be made for them. So I wouldn't really put it past that. I wouldn't try and overthink it to the point where you're passing on an amazing opportunity if you are not paying. What's the price tag though of the move up? That's it. That's seven for two. Oh, the draft slot, the entire draft slot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather have the I'd rather have the two draft slot because you yeah, could get. I could I could take Bijan. I could take Bijan. I'm thinking my in my mind. I could take Bijan if that's the person he wants. I mean, because I've already. I mean, I can pick up wide receivers later. I can, I'll take Chase. Don't get me wrong, but. Is he moving to seven because he wants Bijan? I mean, I don't know, Russian. I, I know I would I would be lying to you if I said I knew. <laughs> but, but I would say I would say I this. I would say I would say that two draft slot is better. Right that two draft slots yeah. better. Why is it better? Because Brees yeah. Hall might be there at the end of your, uh, you know, your fourth round pick now. Um, uh, Walker's exactly. there at the end of your fourth round pick. Fields is going to be there at the end of the fourth round pick. So so. I like it better. I like it better. I'd even go Gibbs and freaking, uh, uh, you know, St. Brown or Garrett Wilson fall, obviously, to your second-round pick, your late second. You take them. But would I go Bijan, Pollard, Gibbs? If I, if I, if those were the oh. best player available, I'd smash that all day long. Hey, only if you want to win. Yeah, only if you want to win. Oh, and then you probably get your yeah. Londons and Christian Watsons. You'll get two of those guys, or you'll get Ridley – if you know their grandmas are sleeping at the wheel and you still get Pickens and Kadarius Tony Skymore combination, you'd be fine. Hey, Russian, got to run, but I appreciate your three hundred dollar hauler tonight. I just, want, I just want to say one more thing, Smitty. Yeah. If people don't think that Bijan Pollard are going to be the number one two next year, 
They're goddamn crazy. I appreciate you. Or Gibbs in the mix, but yes, absolutely. Russian, yeah. I can't thank you enough uh, for the $300 hauler, but more importantly, I can't thank you enough for the support that you constantly lend to this channel. And you are the man, the myth, the legend. He is Russian collusion. And you always have a place here on this show, my guy. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right, later. Uh, thank you all for okay, the super buddy. chats. Thank you. Uh, Christian dropping the $10 hauler. Christian, appreciate you. $10 hauler. Christian says the following. He says, uh, traded Jacobs, Andrews, and Watson for Pollard. Jacobs, Andrews, and Christian Watson for Pollard, uh, Friermuth, and Keenan Allen. Uh, I love Christian Watson. This is a this is a tough trade for me to necessarily Smitty approve, disapprove. At the end of the day, if Jacobs comes back and is a high-end running back too, it could burn a little bit. But at the end of the day, I like Pollard over Jacobs by a lot. I like Andrews by a lot over Fryermuth. And I like Christian Watson a lot by Keenan Allen. So this is a tough trade for me to evaluate. I'd almost say I'd rather... You already did it. Um, I'd rather try and use Jacobs and something to get Pollard and keep the Andrews and Watson side. So I'm not saying I disapprove it. I'm just saying that I would. It's a it's a complex trade where you're getting kicked in the nuts one on one side of it, and then you hit a home run on the other side of it. But it's not one where it's a win 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 across the board. This is a tough trade to evaluate. Keenan Allen has to stay healthy. Fryermuth has to blow up. And, and Pollard has to blow up. Uh, Jacobs might be a bust or get injured. If Jacobs got injured because he's technically, in a sense, holding out, so to speak, even though he hasn't signed his deal, uh, that could it could backfire greatly. But I think at the end of the day, I'd, tr I'd be trying to move Jacobs for a Walker. Like, if I could trade Jacobs straight up for Walker, I'd rather have Walker, Andrews, and Christian Watson, if that makes sense. So I'd say I don't speedy approve the trade. I think it could work out for you. But I'm just being honest, and that's why you're asking me, and that's where my mind goes just for the next trade, is I would approach it different. I would not try and trade all those pieces to try and maneuver that, if you know what I mean. Appreciate every single one of you dropping super chats all night. James dropped the first super chat of the night. James, appreciate you so much for all that you've done and support that you bring to the channel. Uh, Anthony, appreciate you. Tanner, appreciate your super chat. Young, appreciate you. Jared, appreciate you. Uh, Last Action Hero, appreciate you for your super chat. Uh, Chubbs with his super chat. Cortez, thank you so much for your four ninety nine. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for your super chat. $5 hauler from, from nothing, appreciate you. That boy dropping a $5 watt on screen. Runner boy, can't thank you enough for all your support. Isaac is always supporting this channel. Isaac to the absolute freaking moon. Uh, Isaac, thank you so much for all your support. Runner boy, you too. All of you. Anthony, um, let's see if this works again. I don't know if Anthony's watching. Anthony says whenever he sees the Kincaid animation, he, he super chats. So we'll just see if that is true. Uh, Axe, thank you. Don, appreciate your $5 uh, hauler. Thank you so much, Don. Marty, my man Marty, who super chatted, and I answered your question late but uh, because you asked it in a separate question, but I still appreciate you. I hope you keep continuing to support the channel. I appreciate you. Kevin, thank you. Rockout, always appreciate Rockout. Thank my moderators. I got, you know, I got, 
I got awesome moderators, Blackbeard, Terry Roberts, Sick Nasty, Vampy in the building, Travis Rowe. If I'm, if I'm forgetting who's in here that's moderating. I appreciate every single one of you. Kevin, thank you. Rockout, thank you. Nate Dog, Nate Dog to the moon. That boy dropping another one. Uh, this one's from David. David, thank you for your super chat. Thank you so much, Smitty. Detroit, Dave here. Don't know if anyone's ever mentioned it, but you have to say, you're, okay, yeah, the moonshot. Appreciate that. I want to make sure I, I covered you. Jacob, thank you for your super chat. David, appreciate your super chat, my guy, with the $5 hauler. Overcome to the moon. I'm overcome by overcome support. Uh, Mr. Frost, let's ride. Melvin, appreciate you, my guy. Young, again, appreciate Young and all he contributes. Don, dropping another wad. Tyler, amazing Tyler, appreciate you being here. Um, what a monster. Fat boy uh, dropping a, 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 a wad on screen. $10 hauler, thank you. Raul, appreciate you. Raul, um, this one's from G-Men. Appreciate G-Men. Ronnie, uh, B-Men, and Ronnie, thank you guys for dropping your super chats. And Russian Collusion dropping the $300 hauler on screen tonight. Can't thank him enough. Overcome, appreciate you. Uh, Bobby Boy, thank you, Bobby, for calling in and dropping your super chat. Overcome again, dropping serious wattage on the screen. Christian, thank you for your $10 hauler. Space Ricky says Kincaid. He's dropping the super chat for Anthony. What a man. Space Ricky, appreciate Space Ricky to the, to the moon. moon. And there he is again, one more time, just to smooth it all out. And he did the same thing. Look at these first-class individuals, Space Ricky and Russian Collusion. Russian Collusion says, pour one, pour one out for Anthony and the Kincaid animation. I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you so much. And on that note, let's get, uh, let's get uh, mm, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Skywalker. lightsaber swinging skywalker and one more super chat from that boy he says five dollar holler one for the books appreciate you that boy you are the man the myth the legend see you all tomorrow maybe some graveyard maybe a graveyard breeze hall show on the graveyard channel if you guys haven't subscribed to the youtube channel please do so that link is right here the 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 dynasty youtube channel make sure you're subscribed to this one but make sure you're also subscribed to this one because if i go like live randomly tonight you'll, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed to that dynasty channel uh also make sure you are signed up at underdog fantasy promo code smitty underdog fantasy we draft using underdog fantasy and if you're not signed up ahead of time it takes you like two minutes just click this link i'm dropping that link in the description or the, the live chat it's also in the description of pretty much every video click the underdog underdog link or use code smitty they'll match up to 100 in your first deposit and if you want to draft tomorrow night you need to hit that link and get signed up and have the app ready to go we got one more super chat from bobby who says just secured a higher six pick as well get breezed at a boy bobby i knew you continued down the road and continue to move up and kick that can down the road and that's the, the whole strategy of kicking the can down the road nice job thank you collusion thank you space ricky thank you christian thank you bobby uh, I'll see you all tomorrow, maybe live tonight, late on the Dynasty channel. Not sure on that one. 8 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday, live whenever news breaks. And, of course, the graveyard shift pretty much most every night at 1 a.m. Eastern. Graveyard crew, see you all tomorrow.